This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Tara Fug from Hyperion, Enyoi Koinonia of Diabolos, Toki Anikawa of Sargantanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Coming up this week on Checkpoint Radio, we'll take a listen to a few of the interviews we collected at this year's E3, including Mutant League Football, the Spectrum Retreat, and we'll find out about the handheld PC project Smash Z. Plus, our conversations with OWL players and casters from the Blizzard Arena. That's all coming up on your source for eSports and video game discussions, Checkpoint Radio from Westwood One. Join me, Nate, Robbie Norris, and Joe for Checkpoint Radio. Listen on demand Tuesdays at our website at CheckpointRadio.com. Looking for the hottest in action around? Then come to my hot springs. Scurrow hot springs in the shady back alleys of Ulda. You'll sweat even more profusely when you bask in my co-ed hot springs. Clothing prohibited. Ladies get in free. Subject to visual approval. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. All ladies get in free. Even Nika. Oh, especially Nika. Come to Scurrow Hot Springs and let my hot liquids cover your naked body. Ah, you've tried my anal corks, now get the full body experience. (laughs) Need my lotion. Ah, Scurrow Hot Springs, let me look at you. Radio, it's nice to be back. Yes, it is. It sure is. I'm glad to be reclaiming this show from the grasp of mediocrity. Bringing some professionalism back. What did you? What did you people do to my show? It was perfect. What are you talking about? You let him talk about his baby for 20 minutes. Seriously, it wasn't that long. Oh my god, it was so long. It, it was so a bit long. longer. Oh, fuck your stupid baby. No one wants to hear about your baby. My baby is wonderful. She's starting to try to stand up now. Stop it. She's got like no, one. No, like, no, like, no, no like baby posing. No baby talk. Done. We don't care about your vegetarian no one, baby. No one gives a shit. Anyway, welcome to the show. LimitBreakRadio.com. Twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Let's kick it on over to our Aorzean Studios. Whoops, wrong wrong scene. There we go. Kicking it on over to our Aorzean Studios. You're fired! Uh, Did you see what he put in, in the studios? He, what? Oh, the not the, yeah. the fish people. The fish people. God damn it. I Thank fucking you. hate you. Why did you do this? 
Why? Yes. Why do you? Why did why you do, do you think? Because it's they're terrible. They're the worst creatures in this whole game. Don't they remind you of Skuro? I mean, a little bit in the way that no, they're that like they're it, yeah. they're like bottom feeding fish. And you just want to better just sad or just <laughs> sad and pathetic, yeah. Yeah, they're. Great. I mean, I mean, I guess. But why? Why do they have to be in our house? Why? Yes. Put them outside. Because they're wonderful. Oh, don't worry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, the Namuzu outside are coming. Oh, great. oh god, great. Anyway, thanks for joining us, uh, twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We were not here two weeks ago. And we thank you for that. Because, of course, we were out at E3 2018, uh, which was pretty, pretty. I got to say, pretty awesome. It was very, very awesome, very successful. Yes. Um, so uh, while we were out there, uh, even though we weren't really out there for any Limit Break radio capacity. Uh, we did take a stroll by the E3 booth. And Impressive. And they throw rocks at you? And promptly got shooed away. Yeah. The Square Enix E3 booth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We stopped, We even stopped by the uh, the FF14 booth. They would let Escalia play. They would not let any of us yeah, play. Uh, he got a t-shirt. Yeah. They- of course. He's a casual. I feel a little discriminated against, I'll be honest. I, I actually, I, I read a statistic somewhere that like 46% of the people that attempted that fight beat it. That's actually kind of impressive that they stepped it up for, mm-hmm. for E3. Because usually the the fights that they put out there are pretty face-rolly. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, people seem to, to struggle a little bit with this one. Um, I don't know. I didn't get to try it. I didn't get to either. No. I, I was I was quickly ushered away from anyone who would listen to my poisonous ideas. I barely got a chance to look at their little shop that they had. I almost bought a pack of trading cards for Juxta. For oh, the, really? For the, 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 the Final Fantasy TCG Ugh, game. Yeah. Gross. No. <laughs> I, gotta, I bought some of those when I was in Japan. They're kind of how, so not cool. How are you turning your nose up at the... the because I am a trading card game connoisseur. Thank you very much. What does and that th- is an abortion of a card wow. game. Wow. Yeah, I went there. Have you tried playing it? Uh, I read up the rules and I looked at the art and both those things suck ass. They can't even be bothered to make original art. It's just like whatever official art is for that game. All right. Yeah, that that is, I guess, a little lame. Yeah, a little lame. Yeah. A little lame. In the card game, you have two things: you have cards and you have rules. If you can't even get the cards right, what's the point of bothering with the rules? And the rules were so awful that I didn't even bother to remember them. All right, I don't. Even, I can't even tell you what the rules are because they were so awful in my mind. And I, I can, I can remember how to play the Mega Man card game thank you very much <laughs> which by the way in my opinion was woefully uh, under uh, underplayed and it was a travesty that it is uh, now defunct but see that's what happens when fan bases don't invest themselves even in the crappy parts of the things that they love it, get, it gets canceled yeah star wars nerds <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah hmm. yeah Speaking I mean, of I, speaking f- of supporting the things that you love, patreon.com slash limit break radio to make sure that we don't go anywhere. My, you're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Uh, seriously, though, uh, your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio is crucial to the uh, continuing 
of this very show. Uh, we've also we did surpass the 1300 mark for uh, the last month, which means that we are busy at work. Uh, getting, let's be real when getting uh, when? getting let's be real together. Uh, maybe, you know, I two prom- weeks. I promised all the I know listeners you did. I heard it. That it would be here today. I heard wow. it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're an idiot and, and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, to be fair, Nika said I promised it. I said it probably wouldn't be here. No, that is not what happened. <laughs> eh, I'm pretty sure that's look, what happened. Look, look, last, la- well, not last week, but the week before that. Well, actually, because it came out last week. We were actually surprised you guys did one, to be honest. Yeah. We fully expected whatever you had done to be a pile of trash. It was out a little bit it late. It was a good episode. It, it was a steaming pile of incompetence, as is evidenced by the fact that you promised something that you have nothing to do with and yeah. couldn't keep. I don't think, I don't know if I, you're I even on that show. In I fact, you know what? Them. You know what, guys? I'm going to promise that next weekend, uh, Kookie and uh, um, Nika are going to be bringing you uh, uh, Chick Point. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> the new female only Chick Point radio show. That's pretty sweet. Chick Point. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Anyway. What's the topics, Nika? Yeah. What do you guys, I mean, free promo time for your new show. Let's Let's yeah. hear it. Um, what you talking about? I don't want to do it. It's a, a, a dress-up game where you can like change the clothes on your avatar. Oh, God, no! <laughs> you just do that for hours on end. Uh, uh, I don't know. So yeah, uh, two weeks. Uh, that's what I'm thinking for. Let's be real. I still, I, uh, I very much need to make imaging for. You, speaking of you imaging, only, you only just finished up with uh, all of our E3 stuff. I know, uh, just just last week. So, I, well, I mean, and I still haven't. Work, I still so. haven't even posted the the individual interviews on the website yet. So there's still more. There's still, still doing more E3 work. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's you still be doing more that right now during the show. Uh, no, I actually can't. Not while I'm you can act- hype out stuff. No, because if I left it to you, idiots, again, this show would be a fucking train wreck. Would so be one, no. Well, no, you have to talk too. No, I'm you not. Have to do both. I things. can't do both of those things. I uh, believe on, in on you. our way here when we were listening to it, he was complaining about how when he was trying to do something on OBS, the other hosts weren't helping cover <laughs> for it. Exactly. It was so you bad. know you understand it's this. So annoying. I would not want to be like the main host ever again <laughs> because the other hosts are so undependable. Well, guess what? Surprise, I quit. So you guys figure it out. All right, Gretz, uh, uh, Captain Kahlo. All right, I could carry this show. That was with a K because he's racist. Or that's just the way that it's spelled. No, the captain was. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah. what are you going to do? Anyway. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that devolved into. You are a bigot. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes. Um, where are we? Where where were Jeez, we? Jeez, I don't know. Ooh, money. One thousand three hundred dollars and nothing but false hopes. Does Essie run <laughs> LB on? Hey, hey! Don't give Essie hey. that much credit. Yeah, seriously. There, was there echo on that? I don't think there was. No, I think there was. Was there? I, think I there heard was. it, so that means yeah. something good happened. It just—it was just very synced up. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, don't get used to that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get used Let's to that. Let's complain about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate also the week off that we had for Father's Day. Yeah. So that was nice. How was your first Father's Day? It was good. I had a bath. What'd your dumb baby do? She got me a weed whacker. 
Aw, how did you know? <laughs> you know you're a dad when you start getting tools for Father's Day. Why? I'm looking From forward to less than one year old. I'm looking forward to tomorrow where I'm gonna go buy some uh, some trimming shears to chop these giant tree weeds in my backyard. Did, did what happened to you? Did she write her name with like one of the letters was backwards? No, on the, the card. No, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Fair Bear just like taped a crayon to her hand and then like forced the can to move on the card. Oh, good. Because she can't really hold things properly quite yet. Well, she doesn't even have object permanence yet. So, yeah, I don't think that she'd be able to hold a well, writing to, implement. You don't, you don't, you don't need, need to hold something to have object permanence. To draw, to write something. You don't even know what that means, Juxta. It means if this phone is here and this phone goes over here and I can't see anymore, that it's still there. Boom! All Psychology, right. bitch. Anyway, wow. good job. You have to know these things when you're a I'm father. I'm so happy to be back on the show. Are you again. really? No, actually, specifically job. not in this moment. Not really. Lick, lick, lick my balls. Okay. You know what I missed? What did you miss? My drop board. You, yeah, I couldn't use it last week are, or two are, weeks ago. Good. Well, even when you were here three weeks ago, you barely touched the goddamn thing. So your Some drops, your drops better be on point today. I'm expecting them to be on point. <laughs> Gay. You know whose drops are always on point? Norris. Norris. Yeah. It's really wow, impressive. Sync. Yeah. Well, that's because it was so blatantly obvious that it could only come from Kahlo. That means your jokes are bad oh, okay. and predictable. Anyway, um, so I guess let's check out what's going on in FF14 News then. This is a limit breaking news update. So as was announced at E3, one of the coolest and honestly kind of out of nowhere crossovers yet to grace the FF14 servers, Monster Hunter is coming to Eorzea. Uh, it turns out that over 10 years ago, Yoshi was actually playing Monster Hunter on his PSP in a bar when he ran into the boss of the Monster Hunter series uh, in... Uh, is it news time yet? We're literally doing the news. Yes. Thank you for your $5. Uh, Yoshi P actually uh, uh, was in an interview with uh, with this uh, Mr. Sujimoto or whatever, and he was actually talking about when they made the announcement that he was going to be taking over the helms of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, that uh, uh, this monster guy was actually kind of, he said, angry almost. He was worried about his career, and he was like, are you sure you want to move forward with this? Uh, he said <laughs> it was as if he was thinking about it on his own problem. He was so concerned and so caring for me about it that uh, at the same time he understood it was serious, uh, he was serious about rebuilding FF14, and he said that uh, if he if he wanted, that he could ask Capcom or Monster Hunter, like, if there's anything that we can do to help, let us know. And now, ten years later, he's finally cashing in on that favor. <laughs> right, that's kind of funny. With, with this Monster Hunter crossover. Yeah. So, so the, the guy who made Monster Hunter was concerned that Final Fantasy XIV would suck balls? Yeah. Yeah, and then it would ruin Yoshi's career. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which I think is well, hilarious. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, and, and it, it was this, a valid concern at the state of 1.0 at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. So. And this is a true crossover. So we're not just getting part of Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is also getting a behemoth fight in Monster Hunter World. And uh, apparently what we're getting isn't just going to be a fate, because in a Dengeki interview, they said uh, they, they're not going to outright say whether or not it's an eight-man trial or not, but they will not betray our expectations. But we can uh, expect a trailer in July that will show us the battle and the reward. If we get a trial, that would be really it's cool. It's an eight-man trial. All right, well, 100%. I mean, I would I would actually be pretty okay with that. Yeah, I'd be more impressed than the fates that we got with literally everything else. Yeah, and, and I, think, to... I think that's pretty much why everyone assumed that it was just going to be a fate, mm -hmm. you know? You also have to be, uh, I think, level cap for this. 
Wow, really? Do you? I don't know if you have to beat the MSQ or not, but you have to at least be at the Azim steps. Really? Yeah. Oh. And so, uh, uh, in the uh, little official little Monster Hunter uh, crossover webpage, they have a little things where it says, uh, level up right now, or if you don't have time, uh, we have uh, little jump potions for you to purchase. Oh, they're trying to sell the jump potions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an option only if you need it, but you have plenty yeah, yeah. of time yeah, to yeah, get yeah. there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, so, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, it'll just be interesting going forward to see if they uh, treat other crossovers with this level of uh, dedication or this level of work. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll uh, see. We finally also have solid details on this year's Fan Fest, which is going to be taking place at the Rio in Las Vegas. Tickets will go on sale July 10th and are priced at $149.99 each. Anyone with an active 14 account between January this year to June is eligible to purchase, and those who attend will get the FF7 Advent <sighs> Children Motorcycle Fenris and a to-be-determined minion. Uh, since the live stream will be free, though, both the mount and the minions will all be purchasable in the cash shop. Jesus, uh, did you even try? Why can't God. they just let us have exclusive shit? No. Nothing can be... Because ex- that, be, that would be Final Fantasy XI. Uh, yeah, well, and mm. not just that, why when you can make money off of it? Yeah, plus, n- all right, Nika, imagine it like this. Imagine you don't get to go to FanFest, and 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 they, they don't provide uh, uh, you know free purchasable stuff on the cat. Well, not free purchasable stuff, but you can't buy it on the cash ship. How, then, would you, as a person not going to FanFest, get the motorcycle mount? It's really wouldn't. cool. And wouldn't that make you feel bad? No, it would provide that gearless shit that we've wanted in this game. I would look and be like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could have exactly. gone. I'm going to sit here and take screenshots of it you would because feel I'm bad. jealous. You'd feel bad. Yep. No, but I think they that's don't want a you good to feel thing bad. because then you'll want to go to the fan fest next time. You need to share, Nika. Isn't that something that you teach your, your children? Share? Yeah, you elitist. Not the same thing. Oh, it's not the same thing. Nika, you're an elitist. You just you just want people to not have cool the, things. After the very first fan fest in, what, 2014, I remember seeing someone else with a Moogle outfit and, like, thinking that they actually went. I was like, oh, oh I cool, have one of those. Must, you must have yeah, been there too. with me. Like, who, like, did I run into you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I just didn't I, you know i was like well, i bought the stream yeah. yeah yeah and i was like oh well th- like it kind of took away that like i don't know the instant bond you have with someone i don't know there's uh, yeah square enix does their best to quash that emotion <laughs> at every possible opportunity they don't want you to make genuine connections. They just want you to be paired up with people to be able to get through content. To be fair, they do That's want it. their cash shop to make a genuine connection with your credit card. That's pretty, yeah. Because <laughs> God forbid, God forbid you ever get a chargeback to Square Enix because your account your is gone. <laughs> Gone. The patch 4.3 website has also been updated again in preparation for patch 4.35 scheduled for July 3rd. This includes even further Hildebrand adventures. That's that's actually what it says on the website. Even further Hildebrand adventures. Dear God. And the new deep dungeon Heaven on High. Looking forward to that. I've uh, uh, we actually have a few quotes uh, a little bit later in the show from Yoshi P about the the deep dungeon that's coming. That I think hopefully you know still take it with a little bit of grain of salt. But uh, uh, is some of the stuff that that we've sort of theorized here or talked about what would make deep dungeon uh, 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 better. He talks about as well. Same thing also goes for Eureka. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, introducing another stupid-ass screenshot contest. Yeah! Uh, take a screenshot of your most prized possession in-game, and you can win the usual pool That's of boring-ass prizes that everyone should already have. And don't worry, if you haven't won yet, they're picking out 50 fucking winners for how, this. How can you even form an attachment to uh, anything? Like, yeah, your I most prized possession? Yeah, exactly. I, 
What what like, would that be? Oh, um, uh, that would be my uh, tub of metallic gold dye <laughs> that I bought on the cash shop. <laughs> So like, I want to say like one of the cool weapons that I got, but like over time, once you can just out level it, everyone gets the weapons. So yeah, it's not that they cool just kind of give you, a- or you can buy it on the market board with a sweet glow. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that I would too. consider anything that that I have in the game a prized possession. And the thing is, is that I could like make a stupid like heartfelt thing and say that like my husband's my prize projection. But guess prize projection, procession. <laughs> but he uh, he uh, canceled his. He's stuff, gone. So. <laughs> no, he's, oh no! He's gone. No. I have no prize possessions left in this game. Oh, that is hilarious. Rip senpai. That Tell senpai to start playing WoW. Yeah. What's he playing instead? We're working on it. Uh, Overwatch. What? 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 Senpai? Wait, wait. What's he playing on? PC. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Well, how come he has what? Senpai. Wow. <laughs> I am betrayed. They're mad I miss that you, you so much. Uh, played sometimes. Them. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I mean, I don't care, but I'm getting <laughs> no, extremely gave up. Care. They feel betrayed. Yes, that we didn't know. Like, I don't even <laughs> think I have him on Battle.net. This is ridiculous. I thought right. he hated all Blizzard games. That, that's that's a Nero. He says he'll play with you. So okay, I like, I I like right. most Vani's comment. I think they meant prized possession, not priced juxta. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, with Square Enix, that's an easy thing to get confused with. Sure is. Are yeah. you sure they meant that? I, you know, I don't know. They're not mutually exclusive, though. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, now I do know what my prized possession is. It's the Play Dead emote. Oh. Right for, for RP fun times. Oh my gosh, I like Lloyd's <laughs> idea of submitting an FF11 relic screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. All right, moving on to some uh, 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 news the, that's uh, the sass in that is real. <laughs> yes. Clap uh, back, go oh, for right. it. Yes. Moving on to some news that's a that's a bit more serious here. Uh, Elysium, as well as others, because uh, as I was looking through this, people were definitely uh, very quick to point out they're not the only ones doing this stuff, uh, which is one of the most uh, prestigious uh, uh, high end rating FCs in the game, have been selling clears and other in-game content for real-world money. Dun-dun-dun. A few examples of pricing include... $80... I was quicker with it, though. Yeah, he was. Well, I wanted to help you out. Ah, okay. $80 for a Sigmascape uh, version 2.0 Savage clear. Well, this is where you get all the loot. 80 bucks. Oh, Nika, there you go. Mm-hmm. $340 for clearing Bahamut Ultimate Coil. And $1,400 for a clear of the most recently added weapons refrain. Okay, now, I'm going to call bullshit on that because how are you going to sell something that you just barely cleared down a man? Oh, no, no, no. You log, you, they give you your account info. They log in as you and do it for you. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. That makes it even more sketchy. Yeah. Yep. Now yeah. <laughs> super <laughs> sketchy. So, so I want to know how we went from the days of, you know, like Chinese gold sellers and stuff like that, like that type of RMT ruining, ruining the economy and how we got to a point where people think that it's okay and that you weren't going to oh, be bro, called out well, by Square hang Enix on, Hang on just a second here, because this stuff absolutely happened all the way back, even as far as 11. 
Right. For like real world money? I mean, I know yeah. selling oh, yeah. stuff oh, in game for Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just put those blinders on and you just you just remember with rose-colored glasses, my friend, because this shit happened a lot in FF11. I remember people selling characters like when they quit the game, they would yeah. sell their whole character and like But that would, was they no, would, I, they'd I, sell I, those to RMT sites. So I put that under the RMT umbrella. Well, no, I told, It was harder I, to find it cuz you didn't yeah. have Discord or Reddit posting all the stuff everywhere. All right, right. That, that's probably fair. Though. You want to find this fair. on Killing Ifrit. Uh, did no I, no I, th- I, I think uh, Alakazam would have looked poorly on the practice yeah or Thoughtbot right yeah oh, bo- did, oh, wow. did did they because I know that SE put out a a warning reminding players did anyone actually get punished or banned for this uh, let me just uh, I'm gonna I don't know. Uh, here's <laughs> uh, hash, first of all hashtag double standards second of all uh, every <laughs> there's no double standard there. every single account associated with this practice should have received received a permanent ban there should have been no warning issued there should have just been oh these number of accounts were terminated in the latest well, rmt here's activity the thing, though is that in the game there is no proof in game that they're doing this the in-game things say selling this pm on discord for more info at first glance it looks like they're selling it for guilt get the rmt task force involved Set up a sting operation. That's awesome. Chris Matthews used to do this shit all the time to pedophiles. I don't think that Square Enix is beyond going a little bit farther and figuring shit like this out. When you have have websites full of information about pricing, don't act like, oh, you can't can't prove they're doing anything. I mean, true, but the thing is, is that we have been time and time again been told that they're not allowed to use any third party things as evidence. That's why okay, from, no, 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 people no, 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 no. for having from other people up on Twitch. Yeah, see, I don't know that have... I believe that because if that's true, that must be a specifically Square Enix thing because Blizzard recently has been going around oh, yeah. using YouTube videos and other proofs of harassment to outright ban people. Yeah, oh, I'm no, sure this, after it, our next news story, I'm absolutely positive this is a Square Enix thing. Let me like, let me tell you, let me tell you. Uh, here's 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 my opinion on it is that Square Enix doesn't want to upset the apple cart and feels, you know, if they ban these people who are the top 1%, yeah, the top 1% of the endgame community, that their endgame community will crumble. And they're correct, it will, if they do, but they are morally complicit then now in allowing people to cheat and and yeah. and monetarily benefit directly through the game. That's ridiculous. A- and that that violates the terms of service for FF14. Uh, I don't know how how much more clear that could possibly be. So as long as all of these you know high end link shells are in you know still involved with the game as long as as there have been no punishments handed down and i'm not talking about a slap on the wrist 24 hour ban 48 hour ban even a week ban i'm talking fucking permanent bans square enix is complicit in allowing cheating to happen in their game period couldn't put it better myself 100 percent. i'm for i'm all for elysium making a whole bunch of money i'm people who have way too much money I mean, I, if you can if you can make fourteen hundred dollars selling a weapons refrain clear, then by all means, you fucking go for it. No, no, no. Per, per, I'm not saying it's good or perma, legal. Perma ban or or I mean, you know, like 
I think here's here's the square. Here's the question Square Enix needs to ask themselves. Do they take action and impact their endgame community? Or is there no action with tons of evidence, anecdotal or otherwise, tons of evidence out there that's going to eat a hole in the middle of your player base? Right. Like your end game community is going to be unaffected. Your middle game players are going to see that and go, why am I paying a sub for this? Square Enix mm-hmm. finally decided to stand up for their long term players. I mean, uh, <laughs> in the most damaging way possible. <laughs> listen, I, I, when I, I, we were, you know, we were talking about, you know, E3 earlier in the conversation and, uh, you know, we were joking that that we got ushered out of the booth. I actually did have a very, you know, pleasant conversation with Matt Hilton. But I, I listen and I'm calling on him now to address this problem openly. Matt needs to come out and address this problem. The community team needs to come out and address this problem, not just in the form of a tweet and not just in the form of a warning. There needs to be action. Yoshi P himself needs to address this problem or. I, I see a sizable portion of the player base just going, why? Why do I bother playing for this shit? Or paying for this shit, rather. You know? Like, I, it, it, it really does seem like a huge double standard. For the amount of things that people, you know, receive warnings about or get GMs called on them for or get banned from the forums for to just to have to have someone ripping people off to the tune of fourteen hundred dollars a pop and just to have Square Enix go, here's a tweet slap on the wrist. It's not not even a slap on the wrist. It was on the the main uh, the main website oh okay a, ba- a main notice oh okay a main notice that's that's pretty it's pretty powerful I'm putting them I, on blast this I'm the, putting you on blast I'm I not gonna take any action but I'm gonna put you on blast don't, don't take any of our money that's for that's for cash shop only okay don't uh, don't make money on our game this is the equivalent of the cops about to raid a place and being like I hope you guys don't have any drugs in there be a shame if the cops were to come in all of a sudden. Yeah. It's just, they, it's just they know that they wouldn't get anything out of them in game. And it's always been their policy for whatever reason to not use third party. Even if they tried to set up a sting and they'd message them and say, hey, I'm interested. And they'd say message me on Discord. They'll say, no, we can talk about it. I don't have Discord. They'll just keep, they'll keep doing it. No, like, no, no. Nika, that's only for people who are trying to submit evidence against people. Like if Square Enix wants to go third party and like find their Discord and use that as evidence, they have all the right to do so like they can but, ban your account for whatever reason they want per right, the terms of service yeah they've stated a lot many many times that third party who, shit doesn't count they? as evidence gm because did, did we not have uh, uh no, no, no. the uh, gms don't accept third party stuff as evidence like so if you give them stuff they won't accept that but you don't think that if they wanted to they would go on i don't know someone's twitter and find that they're um posting uh, performed shit or or remember, on there? remember the story that we covered where the gm told the chick on twitter who had like the nude mods or whatever yeah. you have to take those right, down I'm, you're yeah. in trouble i'm pretty yeah. sure that not the, just that. that hang on no, not just that not just that look at how diligently they enforce their perform policy on youtube i mean people right, but did they 
ban anyone's account. No, they didn't ban people's no. accounts, but they got people's YouTubes shut down. Arguably, arguably worse. Arguably worse if that person was making money off their YouTube clips. Right, but that's a copyright claim, which is its own separate thing, separate from your account in 14. Oh, oh okay. So they can't put the manpower towards solving this issue, which is, I would say, an arguably more damaging issue to your overall community than the fucking perform videos or nude mods over Twitter? Oh, I Get agree the fuck you. out. But also, I'm pretty sure the nude mod thing was fake. Citation was, needed, Nico. Yeah, I lost the citation, but I was reading that people were saying that um, I mean, this was weeks and weeks ago. They were saying that that was actually fabricated. I, I love that all of Nika's like backup points are, but people said. Yeah, well, I mean, it's someone true. Someone said. But, but, I mean, it's, uh, you I know, mean, either, proof, either way, again, we, we were reporting anecdotal evidence and you're supporting it with more anecdotal evidence. Okay, fine. Let me break radio, not a real news source. <laughs> I'm just saying you're building a very no, dangerous the, Jenga tower here, Nico. I think, okay, I'm not saying the nude mod is fake. I'm saying that the GM coming after someone's Twitter was actually fake. Who knows? Like yeah. someone just wanted the attention. Don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that that seems like a lot of effort to put out there. Yeah. Bottom line is, I think we're all very surprised and, and, and at least in some of our cases appalled that, like, to that what all they did was be, remember, guys, you can't do RMT stuff, so it, please stop. It, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, hang on, Nika. To what end is is faking that issue? Like, what does that do for someone faking it? Five minutes of fame. Come on. People on Twitter are really and dumb. I will try to find the... Really, people. really dumb, Nero. I mean, that just seems like a lot of wasted time. People thirsty, man. For whatever they can get. A president! <clears throat> oh, sorry. Anyway, yeah. speaking <laughs> of thirsty... So this uh, last bit of news, uh, we read with heavy hearts. Uh, several allegations have been made against uh, Old Bear, or was it Owl Bear? I, old, I think it's Old, old bear. bear. I think it was Owl Bear. Of, it's, uh, it's anyway, old bear. The, the former editor-in-chief of the Moogle Post for multiple counts of harassment and sexual harassment against female players in the game. These allegations began to surface on Twitter and made its rounds on Reddit. Uh, women shared audio clips of their experiences with him detailing the game he played Not with Not just them. women, there's, there's a couple of stories in there from men, too grooming them, reeling them in until eventually dumping them. A lot of players escape to the world of MMOs for just that, an escape, a safe place in their lives, and while there have always been trolls or people who make your experience less fun, people should not have to be worrying about sexual predators like this as well. So this, this kind of rocked the community, guys. Yeah, lots of people yeah, made, talking made about this. Rooms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a while, it was going under the hashtag Mooglegate, oh, and... Wow. I think okay. uh, now it's it's like never again FF14 or something. I'm not sure, but anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I've read uh, I've read through the blog. I've uh, you know listened to a lot of the stories, and uh, it is you know here's the thing. I've seen behavior like this in MMOs, just people that I didn't know very well, you know, like, you know how every link shell kind of has that creepy dude in it who mm -hmm. hits on all of the, you know, characters who have a, even a vaguely female name, right? Kalo. Kind of feels like that, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it kind of feels like one of those. And um, I, as, as a dude who never really understood that shit uh it's kind of like kind of refreshing to see someone being called out for their bullshit um it's exhausting to have to deal with especially if you're in a position of like moderation and you've got to like take them aside and be like dude knock this shit off it's Don't making creep it's making everyone uncomfortable 
right? Like, that's never a fun conversation. I've had that conversation with more people than I would even really care to mention. And I I didn't know Old Bear. I don't, at least not that I know, uh, you know, like how, like, sometimes you know someone without even realizing who they realizing sort of are. Who yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. I know especially, I've read especially issues with, uh, of this when people on Facebook groups would post some, but I haven't actually, like, no, yeah, I, and, and that's the thing is I'm not even that aware of the Moogle post as a project. I mean, I knew it was a thing out there, but it's not something that I frequented or checked out a whole yeah, lot. I can't so. say that I actually knew about it. The only thing because they're like a, 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 a fake magazine, basically, for for the world of Eorzea. The only thing the only thing that I know of similar to that was uh, the, the, the Crucible, cru- the Crucible. Yeah. And that's because we met them at FanFest la- mm-hmm. or, or well, the last FanFest. Yeah. yeah. So. It fucking sucks, man. But uh, like you were saying in Nero, the, the these people definitely exist out there, and especially in I feel like the world of MMOs, that's like the perfect environment for them to thrive in. Yeah, it's disgusting. It really is, and and because MMOs can uh, you know a lot of times be so anonymous, mm-hmm. like a lot of this, you know, it, it's not like FF eleven where it really took a lot of um, effort to to change your character's name and change servers, stuff like that, right? That's very true. You know what I mean? And even for like, for years of FF11, that wasn't even a possibility. You couldn't even do that. So your reputation was very much a a real thing attached to your character. And, um, you know, it 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 does seem like MMOs, modern MMOs, allow you to kind of be a little bit more continuously anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, again, you know, you gotta you gotta kind of you gotta be aware of shit like this. You've got to be alert for it. You got to be watching out. I'm glad somebody said something. I'm glad somebody called them out in their on their shitty behavior. Um, you know, it's funny because all of our shitty behavior is done. In front of the microphones, open everywhere. Exactly, it's it's broadcast out for everyone. This is the the shittiest parts of ourselves. So you know, like when it it blows my mind. It blows my mind that there are people out there who try to use their position in a way like that gets them some sort of advantage. Because being a student of broadcasting, they strip that that notion out of your head as quickly as possible because they. Teach you about what's called the parasocial relationship people really when they you know w- listen to you on the radio or watch you on tv and this extends now to youtube and twitch as well you know they end up feeling like they're your friend uh, and and you're their friend right you like, become a part of their life exactly you do and and sometimes and we even know that there are people who listen to limit break radio that kind of build their schedule around being able to attend the live show or you know listen to us every single tuesday on their commute to work and if the the episode is late we get emails about it that kind of <laughs> thing you know what i mean that is what's called the parasocial relationship and that is a very very important thing um, to respect, you know, you have to understand that you as the broadcaster are put in a very specific position of power that allows you to be very influential. And so you have to be responsible with what you kind of put out there. You have to be responsible with the relationships that you cultivate through it. That's why, you know, 
like yeah i i and and there are some people out there in the lbr listening audience that are genuinely my friend but it's a little bit more difficult to become my friend if you're a fan of the show first because it's like you've got to kind of get through the layers of like making you know making sure knowing the real yeah you gotta you gotta build up those uh those those relationship meters like in persona (laughs) you know what i mean i have an extra level Mm -hmm. because i've got the parasocial relationship that puts me at negative one where everyone else starts at zero but that's okay but that's okay because i'm 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 also less likely to be an open dick to you when i meet you or more likely depending on your context anyway um so uh yeah that is something that you know people especially in the world of diy broadcasting have to take very seriously and you know we've seen countless other people abuse it whether it's communities like minecraft or you know just you know youtube creators or whatever and we end up hearing about their bad behavior when it happens in our own backyard we can't just be silent about it so ah, you know what on that point right there we can't be silent about it one of the things that i was actually i guess not surprised but but disappointed to see when i tried to like really dive into this and do some investigation on it because uh, it, it was a little bit after it all broke and whatnot uh everything on reddit completely scrubbed clean just gone we i don't know what we don't want any witch hunts here on reddit what their decision for that was or 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 what but yeah basically everything's just gone none of that drama here we just want hentai girls and tentacles yeah <laughs> uh just further evidence that reddit is a shitty insular terribly modded community and we've said that for years I mean, that was what ignited that whole big, you know, war between us and the Reddit mod staff in the first place that got us 750 comments in one thread that were basically shitting on me the entire time. <laughs> and they 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 felt like that was perfectly OK. And in fact, I told them it was OK. But, you know, and then they closed it down. But posts like this. Oh, no. Oh, heaven forbid. Somebody was aware of a sexual predator in our community and is trying to spread the word and call them out. Uh, educate everyone suddenly suddenly in that context reddit's really concerned about a witch hunt guys yeah especially like going back to what i was talking about the gms there are actual i don't know if they were on the twitter or the reddit or both but uh, there were flat on screenshots of people who tried to report them to the gm he's like i'm just inquiring how we would go about reporting this and they flat out said if it did not happen in the game we cannot investigate it i strongly encourage you to send reports to the people who run those third-party programs but again we cannot accept them so it's like yes you met someone in this game you're on a discord for this game he's harassing you on discord but you cannot report him to the gms in the game yep they yeah. flat out say that. that that's still, though, to, to Chris's point earlier, that's just to limit the number of people trying to use the in-game chat to keep it or the in-game reporting system to keep it to where they're only worried about dealing with in-game. That does not mean that them as a company that they can't use external sources for investigation. Right. Yeah. I, I again, I just think that it's you know Square Enix has kind of put themselves in a convenient little corner where they're like, oh well, if it doesn't happen offsite, then we can't investigate it. But then you know, uh, it, it, you know that that it's a it's a huge double standard. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that there though that wraps up all the news that we have for uh, for the past two weeks actually since we had last week off. So. Yeah, all right. Lots well. of news. Oh my god, there was so much news. You Tons actually did me news. the favor of uh, preparing the skeleton outline, right? So I'm like, all right, this this shouldn't be too hard to put the show together. And then when I saw all the stuff that we had on there, I'm like, man, that's kind of why I did the skeleton outline yeah. because there was so much shit. So I'm like, I can give this small token of. Uh, 
goodness. Yeah, still more than Ika did. So uh, what we have here for the main show today is that since uh, since they these two did their quote-unquote show after E3, and then obviously we were off last year, there's been a bunch of actual news, actual interviews, you know, big info dumps, info dumps that have accumulated since then. So, yeah, uh, Square Enix was talking to everyone <laughs> except Limit Break Radio out mm. at E3. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, well, God, you're uh, such an asshole. Wow. Base on that was mm. intense. It's very, very intense. Bro. Very intense. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, let's go to our phone lines and talk to Geldnar Hothbane from Gilgamesh. What's going on, Geldnar? Oh, guys, you just, I'm talking, the, the whole Elysium thing. Uh, Are you hungover? No, no, I'm oh, just okay. upset about everything. That has okay. been he fought lots of Hoths recently. Gotcha. Yeah, well, he well, he uh, he would be the bane of Hoths. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. how he earned the title. Right. Makes sense, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, yes, uh, talking about Elysium, what's up? This has been going on for a while, to be honest with you. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely. Oh, we, this has yeah. been going on for a long time. The player, the the players on Gilgamesh knew what they were doing. We knew what was going on. They just didn't want to be put on blast for it. Well, the community did. has kind of always known what was going on. I think the critical thing is the response to it, right? Like now, the fa- that, now Square Enix has like Square- addressed exactly, the elephant. Exactly, exactly. So now, like, now LBR gets to talk about it. The, the elephant is, you know, we can all agree that there is an elephant in the room. Now the question is what to do about it. And Square Enix just pointing and going, hey, there's an elephant isn't solving the fucking problem. Oh, no, here's a prime example. I called someone out on that nude mod that was going that people said they had. And I called them out saying, I don't have it. That got me a seven day ban on the official forums. Wow. But yeah, I called them out for it because I say, I don't have it. So why are you lumping me in with them? So with that being said, I personally believe that, you know, rules are rules. They did the crime. They do the time. Yeah. Get them out. Yeah. I don't care. Even though they're one percenters and do everything, they did the crime. It doesn't matter. I mean, Why to, should they get implied a pass for that? To, to be honest, I mean, I sort of feel like anyone even associated with the, the link shell, anyone in the link shell at all Ooh. should get banned. Not just, I mean, you know, like. That's kind of. You no, 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 no. You I agree with him because had I found out that I was in a top link shell like that and they were selling in-game content for real money, real money trading, I would have bailed. Like, like straight up, I would have bailed out. I would have bailed, and I would have, especially I if I didn't have a cut of that. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I would have bailed, and I would have gone straight to Square Enix and been like, "Do you know what's going on here?" You know what I mean? And if you exactly. didn't, and if you didn't do that, and if you're one of these people who's getting paid off of this, you definitely deserve a ban. But how do you how do you exactly figure out who's getting paid off of this or not? You don't. So you just ban everyone in Elysium. Yeah. And That's honestly, exactly. if you're part of that, like just take it. Like if I was part of the, the the actual core part of the group that was getting the paid, and I logged in one day to a ban, like you. Let me tell you what this is. Here's here's the way that I see this. This is as serious as the salvage duping. That's what I was thinking about FF11. Worse. This is and worse. this is like if Square Enix did nothing. That they just came out and said, Oh, well, we're aware that this was a thing and 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 you know, it's been a bug and now we've patched it and you know, uh just don't do it again. And then they didn't enforce any of it. No, also, what they did is they went 
went back through fucking server logs and went and found every single person that had been complicit in that dude and, right, and, and fucking is, banned them. They even banned people who like were had joined a pug group that did that and they had no fucking idea yep, what was exactly. going on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They still got banned. Don't tell me that they can't figure this shit out. And if you can't figure it out, ban who you know is doing it. Ban Elysium. Ba- fucking ban any of the link shells who are openly advertising it, by the way, through your party finder. Doesn't matter if they were sending you to a Discord, or it doesn't matter if they were sending you to a direct link to put in your fucking credit card. Okay? It's fucking wrong. Judai's wrong. Uh, Judai's probably here, Here's my question, too, as well, uh, as well on this whole thing. If anybody else in the community did it, and they found out, as he found out, they would get banned immediately with no no hands down nothing else if it's elysium uh, a lot of people on the server are going yeah they get bypass buys on a lot of stuff that's going on yeah because there's a clear double standard because square enix loves the fact that ultimate fucking runs were were pushing their game on twitch up into the tens of thousands of people watching Right? Yeah. Don't want to ban they, those guys. If they ban, the, that's basically who we're talking about banning right now. Because I, as far as I'm concerned, pretty much anyone who's active in that, it might as well be complicit in selling your shit. But you know, I, the people who actually were word, world first weren't streaming. So really, the people that are doing this, that are selling, aren't the streamers. Okay. Well, fuck it. I don't, I, I, at this point, I really don't care. I just want to see some fucking enforcement. Fair. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you on that one. There should be enforcement. As a player from my from from my position, who does savage raids and sees this, and then seeing people who don't do savage raids with that ge- with that gear, I go, "What's all my work for?" I mean, honestly, honestly, the minute that you find out that this shit is going on and you don't leave, you become complicit. So if you're a f- if you're you if you're a famous streamer that's streaming to thousands of people, if you're streaming to no no one, if you're not streaming, I don't give a shit. If you know that it's going on and you're not actively either trying to report it or you're letting it go on underneath you, you are, as far as I'm concerned, as guilty as the people who are selling and profiting it off those runs. Judah has a point. He says that apparently he hears that people who just leave Elysium start getting harassed by them. And I wouldn't doubt oh, that. So they're the mafia. <laughs> oh, but dude, you Nobody think if, leaves. If you know, seriously, if you know that they're selling and you leave and distance yourself from yeah. them. It's, it's one of those you know too much situations you think they're just gonna let you go mm. dude fuck uh, fuck elysium and their harassment bullshit if they want to harass somebody come harass us we'll you know, we'll fucking call you for what you are you're fucking cheaters also about that whole nude mod thing there was one of the uh the person that was on twitter that got uh reprimanded from se Funny how it seems to be that same member is part of Elysium as well. So they're openly showing this as well. Yeah. They're doing this, which is against TOS as well. You know, rules are rules. Except except when they're not rules. And that's just yeah. when they're convenient to, you know, Square Enix. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Geldnar, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. If you want to sound off on this topic or anything else, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Ban them. Ban every single link shell that is found to be advertising this shit. RMT. Yeah. Yep. This is, that's what it is. It's RMT. And that's cheating. And I don't I don't give a shit if Square Enix is complicit in the act of RMT with the cash shop. That's an even different discussion. But it doesn't entitle you to get in on the action. 
Come on. Boo. Boo. And boo to anyone that let this happen under their nose. So a uh, quick question before we move on with this uh, this first uh, uh, bit of info here to our would-be hosts from a few weeks ago, uh, Nika and Juxta. Uh, so so E3 technically ended on Thursday. The, the, the live letter from E3 happened before your show on Sunday. Right? I don't know. Did it? Oh, no, sorry. That was the week before. Okay, you guys are off the hook. I was yeah, going to call you out for not, for not covering this info. All right, never no, mind. I feel like we God, would have yeah. if that was a dumb thing. dick. Anyway. How um, are you so dumb all the time? So this info comes from Tiny the brain. quote-unquote mega thread on Reddit <laughs> with all of its seven points that we already covered uh, up in the news. So To what be I, fair, every uh, producer live letter is a mega thread regardless of the size. So Well, that's dumb. I mean, that's dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they, thread basically means everything is here. Yeah, well, everything wasn't there. The the Q and A that they normally do, uh, I like to be able to you know go through that and pick out all the good questions or the dumb questions that were answered and talk about those here. But since since Square Enix changed the whole, let's just put the 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 you know what happened in the live letters on Twitter. They stopped doing that. So unless some you know person out there decides, hey, I'm actually going to chronicle all these questions and answers, it doesn't get done. So I had to go through this re- this Reddit mega thread and basically pick out all the questions that I could find that uh, one user whose name I forget actually did. So so we're going to talk about a few of them here. Uh, first question, is there any chance the beginning of the game could be streamlined so new players can reach the interesting story more quickly? <laughs> oh, Jesus. The interesting story. First of all... Didn't they? Don't they already do this? Like when a new expansion comes out, they they, they go and they, they did. They've already they did like it once. They've cut out a couple of fluff quests, not a lot, but they've also made it so that you get more XP and gear from the quest yeah. that you never used to get. So you can actually just level from one to fifty just on the main story alone with nothing else. Yep. Well, apparently it's still too long, and their answer was, <laughs> "We have investigated the possibility of having fewer required quests in a Realm Reborn zones, and we have planned it out." It takes up a lot more resources, but we need more time, though we have the intent to do so. So just, you know, in case you guys were wondering if Square Enix is going to spend more time building the game up for everybody or for veteran players, no. They're going to nope. continue to focus I mean, yep. on the one experience that, that once new players move through this, we'll never experience ever again. Yep. Yeah. Fun. But it takes lots of resources, so we're going to cut out something else later. To be fair, though, the A Realm Reborn story has a lot more fluff than Heaven's Ward. To be fair, A Realm Reborn story is the only interesting one, because Heaven's Ward was half okay, and all of Stormblood was shit. No arguments there? Good. All right. Next question. Speaking of Deep Dungeon, do we have anything to showcase here? Their answer was, for our next Deep Dungeon, we have information on the rewards and apparently it showed a picture of braided hair you may have also noticed that one of the npcs already has this and it will be available in the deep dungeon this is a hairstyle submitted by a contest entry also apparently a dodo mount dodos aren't big enough great great giant so, dodo what am i supposed to be impressed yeah yeah as Woo! long the only way Woo! the only way i will be impressed is if they bring Woo! back the stupid belts that they used to do in 1.0 dodo mount in 1.0, the Dodos would belt, and it was hilarious, and they took that away in 2.0. Give me that as a mount action, and, and then I will... Uh, so, so Nikki, you're going to go through this hardcore four-man content, floors 30 to 100, and the only prize you get is a mount, and you're okay the with that? The only prize? No, but I will be... Well, okay, okay you're right. It. It's not the only prize. You get a hairstyle, too. Eh. And gear. And we, then at the we end... We don't know much about the gear, though, right? We don't. Well, I mean, presumably get some sort of item that may... 
alter your attributes in some sort of fashion. Mm. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there'll be a bench you can sit on. Oh. Are there Yay. are there any Yay. plans to create a search function for those players looking for a free company? They said, we're actually having the UI team work on this. Plans are starting to get drafted. It may not be for the next major patch, but sometime soon. All right. We'll see it in two expansions. Oh, pretty much. Didn't 1.0 or 2.0, something had a search function where you could just like join link shows that were searching and inviting. Wasn't that in 1.0? I think that's free companies. The, well, th- this specifically is for free companies. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Right. Never mind. Because yeah, that's why so. I remember that there already was a system in place at some point in this game where you could search and see pe- like people that actually had in like we're allowing people to join and you could literally just join. Okay. Them. I, I think what that was is you could search for free companies. This is so the free companies can look for people who are looking for a free company. Wait, really? Yeah. What? That's not what it sounds like. Yeah, it, this says. Not, this says, it says for those players looking for a free company. Yeah. Yes. So so the way that I took that to mean was we as Limit Break Radio Free Company be, could be like, all right, who's lo- uh, who, who out there wants to join it? And we could, you know, go into a thing and basically see all the people who don't have free companies and ask them to, if they want I don't to join. Think that is that's, literally no, not, that's what that not what that says. says. I think you're reading it. Is there a search function to find those players looking for a free company? But that's not what it says. It says, is there a search function for, for the those players, players that are looking for a free Yeah, company? I thought that already existed too yeah that's what i thought i mean that's why like our free company has like little options and tags that says like role-playing and hardcore yeah. and casual and shit like that you know what i wouldn't f- be surprised if square enix doesn't even know what the fuck's in their game at this point yeah because i know that you can like put in applications and stuff for free companies but exactly. i guess i don't know yeah. it i think they're saying you can't go to the search bar and search all free companies that have role play as an option and then just see them and pick one. I don't think they have that. It's well, look, the fact that they're going to put resources into this just infuriates me. Speaking of any updates on allowing players to share their housing with alts. <sighs> Why do you have alts? You stupid lamers. Uh, I found are, a way to do that. I shared it with mine. We are currently working on that. <laughs> Can't say at this point about patch timing, but we are working on it, and we will be able to have that available. I don't know. Maybe it's an exploit, but there was a way, at least when the patch first came out, that if you were on an alt and then you disconnected and then you logged in your other character, you could add yourself as a friend and then share your house. If 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 anybody <laughs> listening, <laughs> so dumb. If anybody listening ever wonders, like like why does it seem like we don't really get that much content? It's because they're putting so much work into this stupid fluff shit that doesn't matter. Pretty much. Why are any of these questions about like raid content? Well, because they're cherry picked. <laughs> would they? Yeah, would they? They're absolutely yeah, cherry picked. Yeah, they they wouldn't have answered them if they if they were in there. But these questions are so dumb. What, what about this one? I thought, you'll I, get I, no I, argument out of me. I actually thought this well, one this is was what, pretty well. E three and there's lots of dumb people there. Yeah, as well, evidenced by the forty eight percent clear read on. Uh, I don't uh, think that they took these questions from E three. Like every other live letter, there was a specific thread you went to on like the Lodestone uh, yeah. forums. Put your questions in, and then yeah, they picked which ones they wanted. But so. this was live at E three right yeah i thought oh, people yeah, stood yeah, up yeah. and asked questions he was in a box when i saw yoshi p so i don't know how he people stood <laughs> like up like the pope <laughs> pretty oh, much maybe, maybe yeah, yoshi p mobile there, there wasn't a mobile it was just a little no. glass box with mics and stuff in it and they shut you in there and people could like look at you like you were an exhibit at the zoo as you walked by pretty much yeah I mean, that's that's yeah. Accurate. Oh, okay yeah. kind of is at this point would the team consider making all mog station items account wide you know I, nice. I, I thought this was a because uh the, once upon a time uh they in, were in world of warcraft oh. Nothing was account wide. So every time you made a, 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 a new character, well, it was account wide in a way. But every time you made a new character, you'd go to your uh, your mailbox It'd and be anything filled. you had bought would be filled with yeah. pets and mounts and all this different shit. So it was actually technically account wide. But then 
I don't want to say recently, but at some point they made it so that when you buy it, it's just automatically there on any character you ever make. You don't have to use it or anything. It's Mm -hmm. truly account wide. Mm -hmm. Everything is. I don't think this would ever get past the point where it wouldn't just flood your inbox because even still like veteran rewards are account wide. And the fact that if I log in and all it's in my mailbox, Nika, they can't do account wide. They do though. But they can't do it a lot. They said, if we were to provide an in-game item that is distributed account-wide, we need a specific key to do so. We're starting to run out of stock of those. So we save them for the bigger and more higher-priced items. What? It's just physically Mm -hmm. difficult to accommodate for all the items on the MOG station right now. What? A key I don't even running out know of what stock? that means. It's a digital it's, fucking key. If you understand how integers work with 32-bit versus 64-bit, like you can only hold a number X large, and basically they chose an integer which is not big enough. And so now they're running out of space for that integer. That's such bullshit because like... Like all the veteran awards and all that are account-wide. Like if mm-hmm. I logged into my shitty else I haven't played in years, all that shit will be in my mailbox. But like, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that this is at least some bullshit. Oh, yeah. it's absolute bullshit. Yeah. 100%. They, they can find a way to make this. They make, to more, this. They make more money yes. doing it yeah. the way that they're oh, doing 100%. it. Oh, yeah. Sure so do. why would they? What's their incentive to? Because I mean, how many people buy multiple mounts for their alts? People really uh, do don't that? don't even ask Nika. Nika is not an answer know, you want to know. You don't want to know that question. Okay. There's yeah, people who are dumb enough to make alts in this game. There are people who spend fourteen hundred dollars for a single clear. Mm. Good point. Mm. They have the money. Next question. Hard to answer. Hard to to argue. (laughs) Will we ever see legacy servers with patch 1.B for those who want to experience the story? I'd love to go back and replay through Nero's experiences. It would be fun. If we were to physically bring the legacy server back, we would need to rebuild it into a new Realm Reborn, and we have discarded that server. For the scenario we have prepared for the destruction of the realm, it was a gift for the players through those difficult times. That was their live experience as we don't want to literally bring it back, but we would love to bring an experience to give off that atmosphere to newer players. We will not recreate the legacy experience. So that's the exclusive thing. That's that we the get. one our, exclusive our thing. Our struggling experience and that little bit of story is exclusive. To that's us. the one exclusive thing and we will ever get, and I will hold on to that for as but, long but as I can. But I'd like can. to point out, not because that they wouldn't be willing to, it's just too much work. Yeah, that's too, literally too many what it resources. comes down to it. Yeah, but, pretty much, mm, pretty much. But they eh. said it was a gift for our troubling yeah, times. Yeah, a gift for you. Enjoy. That was uh, that was the E three live letter though. There was not a whole lot in it. The biggest news was obviously the the fan fest stuff, which we covered in in our news. Can program. I uh, let me just put this out there too? Any future MMO devs that might happen to stumble across this show. Don't get rid of your old server, even if you're shutting down that portion, that version of the game. Leave one of those server blades intact, because at some point, people are going to want to go back and experience the vanilla version of your game. And at that point, it's going to be very beneficial and a lot cheaper for you to just plug that motherfucker back in. <laughs> plug that yeah. sucker back in. And just accept the 14 to 50 incoming connections that you would need to be able to provide for the very little amount of interest. But the thing is, you, that 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 service has got to come at a premium. Hit them oh, hard. Oh, absolutely. Hit them hard say, on charge that. everyone to do it. Hit them hard on that. Exactly. Like, for itself. like, that's the thing is that that's something like all of the bullshit with the Mog station uh, and, and and all of the dumb items that they keep putting into that. 
that's an experience that actually has value to it. And if they decided to try to get the value, I think they would take a lot less heat than they would for what was it like? A, a couple of emotes that were like $30 or whatever the fuck that was it, like like they put the dumbest shit in, in the actual mug station and then like this you know where where like something you just of got, substance yeah you you kind of just even outline it and then you go just charge a huge fucking premium for it charge for the you know charge monthly for the the connection and charge for the software no one would argue with that now everyone would be like yeah okay that's fair 100%. But that's a better yeah. experience than a fucking Odin play, mouth. Play dead. Yeah. Ugh. Play dead. All right. So this next interview we have actually came courtesy of Mr. Happy. He got to sit down with both uh, Yoshi P and Sokin for an audio interview. We, of course, have the text version here. Uh, so so he had a few of the questions that he asked for us to talk about. Uh, his first question to Yoshi, uh, the Weapons Refrain Ultimate was defeated in just over five days. Was this a surprise or did the team expect the encounter to be defeated in about that time? Yoshi goes on to say that it's always tough to calculate kill times as player skill is constantly improving. Not only that, but you don't know how your players will respond to the new mechanics being thrown at them. Uh, for the development team, we just want to ensure that the battle doesn't drag on longer than two weeks because once it gets past that point, morale and excitement decreases drastically. That's and, uh, probably fair. Happy had pointed out, uh, was it uh, the was it the first or the second Alexander? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so I, I think it was the first Alexander. The first one, yeah, yeah it was happened. the first yeah. one with Gordius and that like everyone yeah. One was just fucking up on the third one and the fourth like it took forever for people to clear that yeah yeah so i mean i thought it was pretty cool for them to actually put like a sort of a number on what they sort of uh, uh look at look at is like the sort of sweet spot and two weeks probably seems about right to me because even though the, yeah, the for one fight exactly yes yes i mean and then to be fair the first clear was after five days but those are like your one percenting world firsters there are still people who are trying to to work their way through there it there are still people that are like really close like you know two minutes off and still haven't done it yet yeah yeah uh this next question was for soken speaking of the weapons refrain the primals themes there are the renditions created by your band how does it feel having that work used in the game itself he said it sucks that's weird that's <laughs> uh, with the ultimate series the sound team wanted to really bring some new sound and atmosphere to these encounters at some point the idea of using our renditions of the songs came up and when the sound team tried it they were very happy to see how well it worked out they hope that the players enjoyed this as well and he said he then said an extra note during the primals band version of garuda the original was koji doing that sort of like rap where he's almost mocking the players yeah they did decide to take that out because we knew every time the players wiped, they would be here. They'd be returned to the start. And they said it almost felt bad having Koji literally laughing in your face right after you wipe every single time. They thought it might be too distracting. Oh, stop that. that uh, I think that would have been hilarious. I that think it would have been, been awesome. Great. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And it would have become a meme so quickly, too. And then Koji would have been asked to do that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, next question for Yoshida was about uh, the new Deep Dungeon. Heaven on High is releasing in the coming weeks with patch 4.35. Will the first 100 floor be the only floors or are there plans to expand upon this in the future updates with the release of heaven on high all of the floors will be available immediately no new floors will be added later they say that with the original deep dungeon palace of the dead we released 200 floors over two patches however our feedback indicates that outside of leveling other jobs players only really enjoyed the challenge of floors 180 to 200 so with Heaven on High, the leveling and story portion will end at floor 30, and 31 to 100 should feel closer to that 180 to 200 experience. Okay. Expect that kind of challenge from 31 to 100, and we hope the players enjoy accessing this content a little sooner. 
Right. Kathy knows the questions to ask, man. Yeah, see, that, 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 yeah. that's good fair. Question. Had you yeah. just came out and, and we just found out, like, all right, there's just these 100 floors and that's it, I think that would have been received very negatively. But to see that they took actual player feedback about what we liked yeah. and what people maybe didn't like about Deep Dungeon, and they found a way to refine that and sort of draw more enjoyment out of it, obviously it's going to be remain to be seen once we actually get our hands onto it. But those are the types of answers that I enjoy getting. Well, right. And 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 that works both, you know, because, uh, you know, Happy has the proper context for everything in the game. Mm-hmm. And so when they get the responses, you know, sometimes I feel like there are other outlets that just like bottom line it and don't really go and take oh, the time right. to to explain you know like what like, the question is asking yeah exactly like mm-hmm. like i feel like happy is you know both understands what he's asking and understands the responses and understands the most important things to convey from those responses if so this was a double tap article they would have been like yoshida said that there will not be a second installment and you're only getting 100 floors yeah exactly and and i mean you know phraseology is really important <laughs> when it comes to stuff like this and that's true. I think that's a real allergy. I think it is. <laughs> it's definitely a real allergy. Uh, the next question was for Soken. After years of making music for FF14, how do you go about finding new inspiration for each new track you created? And remember, Yoshi P has the world record uh, for most songs created for a game. Uh, he says it's difficult to describe. That would be Soken. Yeah, Soken has not, that. Not what Yoshi P. Oh, yeah, sorry, Yoshi. sorry. Soken, Soken, Soken. Soken, definitely like Soken more than Yoshi P. Uh, he Soken said, just listens to Power Man 5000. <laughs> it's difficult <laughs> to describe. With FF14, we do a lot of events, and when we do these events, I get to see a lot of people. And every time I see these passionate players who encourage us, it serves as motivation for me to keep giving them new music. Other than that... Video games are a big inspirational factor for me. I love video games. Yoship then said, from my perspective, our dev team is pretty competitive internally. When one develops something, another wants to develop something better. When Soken then has to compose a new song for this variety of content, I feel like it gets a lot of inspiration from it. And Soken also said, the plot of FF14 also helps a lot. Putting music to scenes or events can really help inspire. It's probably the so you know only... the plot is all developed first and then his music comes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, this next one is a Eureka question for Yoshi. Eureka will be seeing the Pagos edition in 4.36. How does the team plan on making the weapon building experience different from the previous iteration as well as going forward after Pagos? And this is one of the... One this of the is, that's a good question. And this is a good answer, too. I'm really glad to be reading this. Uh, he says, our general rule for improving weapons in a series such as this is that we need to make it vary. It's still the same idea of improving a weapon, but it can't be the same thing every time. So with this, expect improving your weapon in Pagos to be different from improving it in Animos and in future Eureka Zones as well. And I don't want to spoil what you'll be doing as I want the players to experience it firsthand, but one thing I will say is that the conditions for spawning NMs will be very different in some cases than it was in Animos. I'm looking forward to players having to figure them out. Dude, that's instead of hopeful, wind, but like instead of wind is, weather, it's ice weather. <laughs> yeah, he says different. the conditions for spawning enemies will be different, but it doesn't really necessarily say that you can't still just figure out the conditions and then fate train. No, you're right. Fate wait, training wait. is part of the system. It will still definitely have to wait till we can get our hands on it and figure out exactly what it is. Right. But it's still answers like this are still they, they give me a little bit more hope than when, you know, we, we get answers up. Oh, we can't really tell you that so far. You'll have to log on to find out. Thank you, Uncle Happy. Yeah. <laughs> God. But um, it because right now all of the Eureka NMs minus like two or like kill X amount of mobs, yeah. mob spawns. And then even the two that aren't are kill X amount of mobs in weather and mob spawns. So like 
I don't know. I still feel like, oh, the condition's going to be different as then you have to like run in circles and drop shit like you do to spawn S ranks. But again, if you figure it out, you can still just bait train the hell out of it. And, and, and you know, that's fine. Nikki. You can be cynical. It's actually a nice change of pace having you like be on board with us. In, yeah. You know, the drab. But, dreary, but at, the same t- at the same time, though, a lot <laughs> of those. Is so boring. But a lot of those S rank NMs that, you know, the spawn conditions that they had put in were really interesting. And, you know, True. It, there was nothing in the spawn conditions in the first eureka that no one could figure out right mm-hmm. like there wasn't you know what i mean and it was so, the introduction to eureka so i wouldn't have expected them to be too complicated and, and and i think a lot of the feedback not just from us but that i saw across the community when we got eureka was yes yes this is more of this this is that like that was it's short the right but path. cool it's the right, right path yeah exactly and so if if square enix is paying attention and i do believe that they are um then i think that you know the what they should be getting out of that is okay we can apply some of the more complicated spawning concepts that we used in um in hunts and apply them over here in pagos at least that's what i'm hoping and this response to this question allows me to keep that hope uh, the next question was for Soken. Are there any tracks in the game you'd really like to do a Primal's rendition of that you haven't been able to yet? And he says, ooh, that's tough. Uh, I suppose if I had to pick one, it would be a very recent one. The theme, the, uh, the theme used for Sukayomi. What about you? Which theme would you like me to remix? And uh, uh, Happy said, Biaku. To which Soken said, yeah. yes, yeah. Biaku. Thank that you. I appreciate cool. all that feedback. Perhaps we'll be able to do it. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Uh, this next question was actually, this is actually really, really funny. Some funny. Uh, First token, some months ago, I had the chance to speak to Koji Fox. I asked him about his experience performing the Rise rap and how it came to be. I just want to hear your side of it. How did you come to choose and convince Koji Fox to do it? He said, Koji really did not want to do it. I approached <laughs> him with the idea and he simply looked at me and said, I am a middle-aged white man living in Japan and you want me to rap? I, of course, told him yes. Yeah. It wasn't a joke. I simply knew Koji was the best candidate to do it. Earlier in my career, I worked on a title called Mario Hoops 3-on-3. Square Enix developed it while Nintendo published it, and for one of the tracks, Koji Fox did the rap. So no I shit. Knew- yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's hilarious. So I knew when I needed him to do oh, it for Rise that he was the right choice. Oh, that is so funny. That being said, when he recorded Rise in the studio, it really didn't sound good. <laughs> Let me just say that for, for, for that one. I really had to science the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, I kind of know what he's talking yeah. about too yeah however the live performance he did incredible he must have practiced really really hard for it and then happy said he told me he was work he was walking through a park practicing uh this on a daily commute and he would hear locals calling him a crazy gaijin that's <laughs> hilarious that's that so is good. really funny that is so funny uh the next question was because i mean uh, the thing you know when i think Listen, I need to do some serious rap rhymes. The first person that comes to mind is obviously Koji Fox, (laughs) right? Like, he just, you look at him the first time you see him and you go, man, I bet you got some dope, dope rhymes in you. Bro, he could burn it up. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Another victory for America. Next question was I wonder if he can freestyle. Probably not. I, th- you know what? We ever get a fucking interview? I'm asking you're him asking to freestyle. Him, you put him on the spot. That's right. You, all right, coach. We're, we're going to be, we're gonna become fucking sway in the morning in this bitch, and you're going to have to freestyle. Wow. All right, let's find him at FanFest. Corner him. Let's do it. 
Oh boy, I, I'm I'm sorry, Koji. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. I, you know I, I you know what you know what I think we should book him as a performance for the after party. <laughs> oh, How about, it would co- I bet Koji would cost quite a pretty penny. Probably. Yeah, he'd do it uh, for the love of the uh, game and the community. Wait, hold on, hold right. on. Are, we, are, we, are we booking him as Limit Break Radio, or would we have to like go undercover and like, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is state of the realm, and we, we want to book you for this after party we got, Koji. <laughs> uh, state of the realm wouldn't host an after party. That's Come fair. On. That's fair. Checkpoint Radio <laughs> might, though. <laughs> they might know what Checkpoint is. If, if, if they stay up on their enemies you have to know your enemies they they know about us mm. yeah yeah so the uh, the next question for yoshi said when the next expansion releases will the current ultimate encounters still be level i level synced if so do you think job changes could make these encounters more difficult than intended to revisit unfortunately we haven't given this much thought our goal right now is to produce an- encounters that players will love and find challenging but it's hard to predict down the line how they will be received i'd imagine we'd have uh discussions considering a few things do we want to keep these level i synced when expansions launch will we go back and retune the fights to keep them at the ultimate level if we do keep them synced perhaps we need to remove the fights for a time and then release them balanced for their intended level like I said, we haven't really had any discussion considering this, but when the time comes, we will figure out exactly what we'd like to do. But, dude, this is what we have been saying for so long with the constant churn of content where things just go by the wayside after one or two patches. Like, of course, they're in this position and they mm-hmm. uh, they put themselves in this position. They did. They did. Now, I, I think that they probably look at the ultimate fights a little bit different than they do just every raid that comes out because these are supposed to be the ultimate right. challenge. Yeah, right. you're supposed to also like be able to go back and do Bahamut now like it was still, you, you know, hard. I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm, but the thing is, is like it, it doesn't work. Like, no, probably do- not. Like that. How how often does that work? And and the thing is, is that like if they're serious about this, that means that every single at least expansion. I'm going to say at least expansion. At least, if not, but then if know, not every still. single, if not every single major patch where we get an eye eye level scale, uh, that they're going to have to go back. And readjust the difficulty of that fight. That's dev time. That's, uh, you know... Resources, their favorite word. Exactly. Like, you know, like, I I think that that's hardly the best use of their time. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. What's what's the problem with just slapping an item level on it and calling it good? Just just keeping it item synced forever, no echo? Yeah, like, whatever this item level is right now... Like the maximum, just leave it at that, and then when your item level goes past it, the challenge is still there. Right. No, Except I, the I, thing is, is that with expansions, with them like removing different abilities and adding different abilities, it's going to change. Even like if they fine. add ones that you know, but they could add and remove ones at lower levels as well. Which yeah, they but have you done. It's going to change the tuning of the battle. Yeah, which, which, uh, I think at that point, after an expansion is done, I think that's completely fine. You, I think that that's a waste of fucking time. To keep changing stuff? Yes, to go back back and redevelop it. That's why I'm saying just keep it at item level synced so it can't go past it and then... No, no, no. What what Nika is talking about is, you know, with with the way that the battle system changed between Heavensward and Stormblood, that a lot of those fights wouldn't be balanced the same way because we have access to different abilities. If one of the fights came out in Heavensward and then the battle system changed and then we still just, you know, level synced back to 270 or whatever, it wouldn't be the same battle and it wouldn't... 
it wouldn't be tuned properly. And how often do you now go back and do level cap stuff at either 50 or 60 and you're like, the, the, the battle system kind of works, but it sort of also doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens every time they make a big battle system adjustment. And as long as they don't adjust it too much, they're able to keep everything in status quo. What they're talking about now is going back and redeveloping this shit every yeah. single time there's an expansion. And I think that that's a waste of resources. That's, that's crazy. Don't do don't bother. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Crimson Tinted from Famfret. What's going on, Crimson? Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What's up? So I've been ever since I've read the the story about you know Elysium and the RMT sales of runs. I've been thinking specifically about um, what the response of people that either heavily promote or stream and support Elysium should do in response. Okay. Those accusations, right? And to be honest, I'm very specifically thinking about Mr. Happy, who has made a lot of high-end content with Elysium raid groups for years now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like there should be a response from people like that who have been affiliated with Elysium for a long time on the situation, one way or the other. But I don't feel like I've really heard a peep out of them, and that honestly bothers me from an ethical standpoint because if you keep making content as it were off their backs right right and they end up being cheaters and disgrace then you know how you know how many degrees removed are you from that disgrace right i, so I think i, I think, wonder i think that that's a very very much a fair criticism and you know i don't I don't know who Mr. Happy raids with. I don't know who, you know, is is helping him, you know, produce his content or whatever. I I am completely in the dark. I don't consume his content, so I don't really know. Um, The thing is, is that if I'm happy, I know that people know who I'm raiding with. And I think that you're right. I think it's reasonable for you as a fan to be like, what do you have to say about it? I think that that's a totally reasonable expectation, if for no other reason than to just kind of be curious what he has to say about it. Um, Even if he's not associated with them, I feel yeah. like none of the big big guys have really had any words to say about this. Nobody has, but besides... I, there's been a deafening silence. I've heard way more about the Moogle post than I have about this shit, and I think that this is actively damaging to our community and to our game. Well, and but, but here's the thing. If you're part of... The Moogle post guy is just a one fucking creeper who's... Yeah, he should be called out on his creepiness, but this is a way more deep-seated, deep-rooted problem in our community, and yeah, you're right. It's just just not getting talked about. Well, but why should anybody come out and talk about it? Look, if you're part of the 1%, if you're part of Elysium, even if you're Square Enix, none of them are saying anything about it. So why volunteer yourself to step forward <laughs> and, and give your own opinions on it? All it's going to do it's is... It's just going to hurt you. It's just going to hurt you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. just this weird festering wound now at this point. Yeah, and and the thing is is that the more that people don't talk about it, the bigger the problem's going to be. The more obvious the double standard is going to be. And I you know, to me, I think that that's worth talking about. You know, like as someone who makes content for this community, I think that's worth shining a spotlight on and at least going like, are you okay with this? Because if you are, fine. Whatever. Then 
I we might be playing two different games, you and I. Yeah, see, you know, that, and if I you think don't, if you don't if you don't see how this is an active detriment to our our, our community and to our game, then maybe uh, maybe I do live in a world unto myself, and I am looking at things with rose tinted glasses and all of that shit. I'm willing to admit that, but right, I, I I think I, I I think that we've laid out a pretty specific case as to exactly why and how this damages you, not just your middle player base but your overall player community and you know if 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 happy doesn't want to talk about it or state of the realm doesn't want to address it or uh i don't know i don't know who else uh, you know like uh you know if if nobody else wants to talk about it we will i i don't really give a shit well oh what's the, is elysium gonna come after me guys oh no oh are they gonna dox me you can have my address i'll give it to you i don't even really give a shit it, it, you know like there's what what the fuck are they going to do? I think that they need to be called on their bullshit, and there's no one to do that but Square Enix. Limit Break Radio can't do anything about it. It's got to be Square Enix. It, it can only come from Square Enix. That's what bothers me. The silence from any number of content creators, any number of streamers in the FF14 community doesn't bother me as much as the limp-wristed, weak attempt that Square Enix put out there to do a bit of damage control once they saw people were talking about this on Reddit. Which, by the way, that Reddit did not silence. Right. I, I respect Carlos' point, too, about, you know, yeah, speaking out if you're any kind of prominent figure in the 14 community represents brand risk. Yes, of course it does. Well, my only counterpoint is how do you not, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, for example, right now, if Elysium is who who uh, Happy raids with to get his videos, I would not want to be in his position because if you step out to talk about that, you can't just talk about it and, and then jump right back in with Elysium. Like, following that talk, you'd also have to be like, I'm going to find a new raid group. Sorry, guys. And that doesn't just put his brand at risk. That effectively stops what he's doing until he can find someone else to to help him along with. Yeah. Unless he defends it, in which case... Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah I, that, I mean, opinion. It's, it's, it's a tough spot. Don't get me wrong. It's a tough spot to be in. But listen, if I found out that my content was built on the backs of people who were cheating, I would say something. I would, too. That's just me. That bothers me. Yeah. And I think that that's fair. That's fair for you to wonder, Crimson. Um, I don't disagree with you. Appreciate your call. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. It's it's definitely a serious issue. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that, you know, we're able to to talk about it. We feel free enough to be able to talk about it. Um, I'm sure that this is going to ruffle more than a few feathers. Uh, I don't really care. I, I don't. I don't. Feathers really, that need to be ruffled. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really give a shit because I mean, I I think that I have a point here, and. You know what? You know, fucking bring it, Elysium. What are you going to do? Find out that I called somebody a cunt in our Discord server? That he can't do 2K DPS? Oh, no. Okay, let's uh, awkwardly go back to Mr. Happy's interview here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question to uh, to both. Have you considered making the Primal's band renditions available in-game through the Orchestrian? We haven't had any, any discussions about this, but we are willing to do it if the player demand is high. Player he, demand is high. Fucking do that on. shit. He Don't. follows up. I'm glad he followed up with this one. Power to you, Mr. Happy. Would they have to be paid for through the Mog Station, or uh -huh. could they be placed directly in the game? Cheers. I'm still not sure if there is any or issue due to being available on iTunes or blah, 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 blah. 
is that technically speaking, there are tracks, so we can just basically put them in when we want, and we'll have some uh, discussions about this. Like, why would they think we wouldn't want this? Like, come on now. Yeah. I can definitely see them going into the MOG station. I can definitely see it. How much do we want them? Do we want them uh, to fight a drop for it, or do we want them to enough to buy for five dollars? Because what was it they just put on the the cash app? Wasn't those like orchestral versions of some some songs? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. because you know, like looking back on when they first released all the orchestrian songs, and they put the only way to get answers is by farming it a super rare drop through fucking Coil T thirteen. And you ha- and the higher drop rate, you got a higher drop rate if you did it sync, level yep. sync. Yep. And I feel like that got people going back and doing old content. Did. That got people helping people through it just to try to farm it. I mean, I feel like that did so much more for the community than sticking it for five bucks on the mock station. Like, fuck. Yeah, but they get five dollars if the like, mock station. You could add it as a rare drop back in like all the different versions of Garuda, and you get the primal version of Garuda, and yet the original version drops okay. like every single Nika, time. Yeah, I'm, just, the I'm, one, I'm so sick of the fucking cash up at this point. I just am. Oh, I wonder if I should skip the next question then. No, you shouldn't because I'm really, <laughs> I'm actually very proud and happy that he asked this question. All right. So he asked Yoshida, the Mog Station has seemingly picked up the pace in which it has released new in-game items for players to purchase. How is it determined Whoa, what... Shots fired. How is it determined what items will be placed in the Mog Station and which will be placed in the game? Yoshida says, it may feel like the pace is being accelerated, but the Mog Station releases are on a release schedule. Which makes sense. We, we always joke that, oh, it's you know, been so many weeks. With, oh, there two, two it is. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, more recently, we have been releasing items to the Chinese and Korean servers, which are separate from our global servers. Since those games use a different payment model than the global version, those regions pay us to create these items and supplement the game itself. When that happens, if the global players find out about these items and request them for our region as well, while they're intended for those markets, with player demand, we do make an effort to bring them to the global version as well. So it can make the pace seem accelerated for sure, but our MOG station releases are simply on schedule. It's the only thing that's on schedule, I think. But that still didn't answer the question of how do you determine what shit will be placed directly in the game. Well, like, here's the thing. If you take an item that no was developed... to win, Nika! If, if you take an item that was developed for the Korean... Or it's, no, uh, not the Korean, the, uh, the, the, Chinese. the Chinese servers, and that's on their cash shop, they probably feel like, well, we have to put it on the cash shop because if we put it in the game, then... That wouldn't be fair, yeah. Yeah. Even though, the, uh, I think basically what he's saying is the, the Chinese game isn't uh, is free to play and it's all through cash shop that they keep that afloat. I think you buy, like, time with that. Or, actually, uh-huh. I don't... I couldn't tell you to be Okay, honest. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I mean, it, the fact that this game has a different payment structure over in I'm, China is, is interesting. It's because of the Chinese Ch- laws. It's China and Korea. Because, you know, is every that, Korean that, MMO, mm-hmm. every Korean MMO that comes out is free to play with microtransactions. Every single one. Okay. So, like, I think if they tried to release a subscription in Korea or China, it wouldn't work very well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's because in China and Korea, most people don't have their own computers. They have to go to like... Oh, uh, right. Uh, uh, the internet cafes. Like internet cafe, thank mm-hmm. you, yeah. to play their game. Ah, okay. All right. But also, I wonder things like like random emotes that easily could have been put into the game are put in the cash shop. And like I feel like his question was originally asking what determines that kind of thing and yeah. didn't answer that. Well, well uh, and I, I think the that's answer, fair. Yeah, well, the, I think the answer was anything that goes into the cash, and, and, and not anything, but some a lot of the stuff that goes into the cash shop was originally designed for the cash shop for other uh, countries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, not shit like Play Dead, though. That shit was straight cash shop. I mean, because we don't really know that. Like, we got yeah, because they don't. We don't know where things yeah. were developed or if they the were released. Yeah, somewhere the only else things already. we ever oh, saw yeah, we were um, 
like the, the Chinese outfits and like some of the mounts and stuff we saw that were released over there first. Yeah. But like, we don't know for sure. Like they said that they're paying us to create this shit. So if they said, Hey, you know, we want more emotes, okay. more money. Who knows? Well, here's an interesting idea then. Uh, on the cash shop, it was something that was originally developed for the Korean or Chinese cash shop. Denote that somewhere. I kind of, I kind of cool, like to know. Why would they do that? They wouldn't. It, it serves them no purpose whatsoever. But then we could see, oh, what could have gone into the game that you decided, nah, I want people to pay for that instead. I mean, I just assume that every time they post stuff about the cash shop, I'm like, oh, well, I guess they decided that that's worth more actual money than, well, yeah, like, than well, the time, like than the time that it would have taken for people to farm it. Like Nika said with the scrolls, you know, put yourself in Square Enix's position. I could take this one scroll and put it in this fight and have people doing it over and over and over again to get the scroll on all of their, you know, characters. Or we can put it on the cash shop for $5 and they can pay $5 every time they want it for their characters. Whatever. And we can get paid. Whatever. Yeah. I fucking hate video games in yep. 2018. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Final question, since they were running low on time. Uh, this was asked by one of the members of Elysium and the static I play with. Okay, well, there's, there's your well, uh, answer to that question. The static he plays with is Balana. Balana, yeah, okay. Uh, during the Garuda encounter, the Woken status can be achieved early on in the encounter or right at the very end. Uh, since Titan and Ifrit must be Woken at a specific time early on, was it intended that Garuda uh, offer the players a choice on when to wake her? He says that that was not intended that the players have a choice to waken Garuda early or late. The dev team fully intended for players to achieve the status early on. However, we have no intention of adjusting this for multiple reasons. First is that the fight has already been cleared, and so we would not want to invalidate the efforts of the team who have bested the encounter so far. Second is that we actually have respect for those who discovered this strategy. Much of the fight is designed to be very strict, but the players found a way to handle another mechanic in a different way without breaking the encounter and progress through the fight. It still gives Garuda this status. And even though it may be a bit easier than doing it early on, we like that the Garuda phase still works in its entirety, regardless of which approach you take. Player creativity is always something we like to see. Uh, besides with Titan and Ifrit, you won't get a choice. So good luck. This confused me because there have been several other examples through the years. Cough, where cough, Ninja. Ninja or oh, I forget which one it is. It, it, was, it was one of the Alexander boss fights one of the weird like virus sort of status effects they someone found a way to manipulate it in a different way than was intended oh, uh i think it's like it was like ec or siri or something like that something like that yeah it was, does it, this was any a, bells? it was a a4 savage mm-hmm. against the oppressor i think it was called and uh it was like your healers had to be like a certain distance away from each other or they got debuffed yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah yeah does that ring any bells nika nisi that's what it was called I don't know. No, it doesn't. Our end game <laughs> correspondent is failing us. Uh, but yeah, anyway, both she of those got that far, okay. <laughs> both of those instances, they just fixed it and patched it because that wasn't the way that it was supposed to be intended. So this is kind of weird mixed messages for me. Oh yeah, but also remember back in uh, Call of Bahamut uh, Tier Two, they had this mechanic called Alligan Rat, where you're supposed to pass it between players to like keep it alive because <laughs> otherwise it blew up, and people just completely ignored the mechanic by triggering the enrage and. Beating and the just fight healing through the enrage, yeah. So we never patched that. Yeah, it's on a case by case basis, really. All right, that's kind of interesting. Uh, that uh, wraps up uh, Happy's audio interview, though. I mean, overall, I thought that was a pretty good interview, and thank you, Happy, for asking some of the questions that you did ask. Good job, Uncle Happy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> The next interview is uh, Dengeki, which was another E3 interview. Uh, Now, one of the things here that when, and this is something that Nate was talking about earlier, how you need to include certain types of 
context for certain stuff because uh, uh, Juxtin, you were the first one to find this or the first person that I heard it from that they're only going to do two ultimate fights per expansion. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw that, I thought like, well, that's dumb or what's the reasoning behind that? And I think even you seemed like, okay, well, say bye to ultimate fights. They're done now or whatever. Right. But yeah. in the actual interview, you know, they talk about what went into, you know, creating these ultimate fights and how through player feedback, the fact that even just the two that they've released already, like that's a lot of like, you know, really difficult stuff to throw yourself into within a short period of time. And so Yoshi basically said that... Two ultimate fights per expansion will probably sort of even out and feel just about right for the players without overwhelming them with too much difficult content. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Square Enix quote can't not have a third ultimate fight because their numbers like people actually watch Final Fantasy fourteen on Twitch when there's an ultimate fight for it's true. You know, the half a week that it's out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we look at uh, Twitch numbers right now, you know what? Here, let's go ahead and open oh that Oh, boy. Up. Hold oh on. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, we're number one. Yeah. Yes. With 125 viewers. Oh. Number one. And All right. Uh, there's well, 815 viewers total watching 14. Now, we're three weeks out from the ultimate fight. Okay. Yeah. Let me put it this way then, because I get what he's saying. You know, I don't think that they could try and, and bog down like every single patch with an ultimate fight. But if you had like one ready to go at launch, one in the middle, then one near the end, three might be the right number. Three feels right. Three because, feels right. It yeah. Because then it gives the uh, the Raiders something to look forward to on the even patches for the quote casuals. Yeah. When the agreed, raids come because out. Because the, the new raids come out on the other ones, the out, even or out, whatever. Well, and, and even in the interview, like he doesn't just straight up say, you know, I think boom, we're only doing two ultimate fights. It definitely still feels like they're sort of in a discussion phase. And we know based on, well, I mean, do we? From uh, the the last fan fest that we went through, somewhere in some dungeon they have people locked up making an Ozma ultimate question mark, maybe? Mm, I'm not. No, I I consider that dead in the water at this point. Yeah. Okay, but remember how long it took them to do cattails or bunny tails for boys? Well, I'm just, uh, but I mean, like, (laughs) I, I, at least I think everyone's hope for Ozma ultimate when they had had first talked about it was that it was going to be the first ultimate fight. No, that's that it was going to be I a thought. hard twenty-four man. Twenty-four man. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was twenty-four man. Right. Yeah. So th- I, th- I, it makes no sense. Like if you're going to do it as as a party raid. I mean, in a way, I guess that makes sense. But at the same time, I also feel like that's a wasted opportunity. Well, especially because look at, I mean, it wasn't very hard, but look at the Ultima from the last Fan Fest. We fought Ultima as 24 man, but that's not the ultimate we got. Right. Uh, please don't remind me of that. I mean, it wasn't very hard, but it was cool. So I mean, there was I wish nothing. Cool. Was it about the way they about the way they implemented it in the game? There was nothing cool about that. It was that. cool at fan. No, 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 no. The way they implemented yeah. it into the game, where they just stuck it into the twenty four man that already existed. No, that was dumb. Yeah. it just yeah. replaced a mob that was, it was stupid. I don't think uh, anyone at, can at defend fan that. Fest, it was kind of cool though. It looked it had its own battle arena, and everyone was on different parts doing different things. Like it felt cool, even though it wasn't very difficult. No, and I feel all right, like all they had to do was like something. Like they already have that in in their minds. And it's just kind of lame that we never got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the rest of this Dengeki interview, uh, they talk a little bit about the main scenario. This is something that is not surprising, but but really made me facepalm when I read it. Uh, so they already had the conclusion of Stormblood's story planned out during the development of 4.0, obviously. Uh, but apparently with the Primal in 4.3 in this patch, that is officially the end of the story for Stormblood. Yeah, we figured that. Yeah, that's obvious. 
Just like in heaven, Heaven's Ward, yep, 3.3 3 was the 3. end. Okay, but yep. when what we... It, uh, what it, uh, can I... I mean, if that's the end, can we just do our spoiler episode for Stormblood plot? I mean... Might as well, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, here, here's the okay. thing. In Heaven's Ward, yes, it ended early like that, but we defeated Nidhogg. Nidhogg was the center of the whole story. Like... What was even the story of Stormblood, really? Yotsuyu's a bitch, and now she's gone. Spoiler. That's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, Yotsuyu was more important to Stormblood than Xenos was, in my opinion. Yeah, she yeah. was. I'll absolutely. second that. Yeah. Uh, the theme they wanted to write was, sins must be punished one day, but what happens to those sins when your memory is gone? I love that theme. That's... That's the theme that I <laughs> live sure by. I okay, it. to be fair, this is actually hilarious. I showed you the most recent Conan Clueless Gamer where they were playing the Dragon Ball Z mobile game. And at the beginning of it, they, someone has amnesia. And Ron Funches actually says, it can't be a Japanese game without your amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But also, I feel like they said uh. this backwards. Shouldn't it be sins must be punished, but what happens to, those me- to your memory when the sins are gone? I feel like that would make more sense, but... But know. the sins never Yeah, the away. sins never leave, Nika. All right, this this next one really... Well, uh, once you die, that you're sin. Sin comes back, Nika. Every 10 years, <laughs> that space whale's gonna come and fuck your shit up. Uh, uh-huh. Apparently, they refer to that surprise solo trial at the end of the patch as RPG mode. And I read a different interview where the person doing the interview said that when he played that, when he got to assume that role, he felt like he was playing cl- like, like like a classic Final Fantasy RPG. You literally yeah, pressed yeah. one fucking button it, the whole time. It felt time. the same what as the anything shit? else. I, I thought it was cool, though. I took a whole bunch of screenshots. <laughs> Nika. And I to know. be fair, it is pressing one button throughout the entire game is classic Final Fantasy uh, gameplay. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you need to stop right now. Um, the, the truth hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> another little tidbit here. The Elizin from the Alamigo Resistance in patch 4.3 is a totally new character we haven't seen before. But then there's a note. We all assume he isn't, but Yoshida probably meant the body was a new character. I know that Yoshida actually said that. I think that this person is just trying to keep the he is Xenos thing alive. Uh, But that is a new character. Okay. I mean, he wasn't a... Do we fume or whatever, you know, that just had an Elizin hood on? Like, that was an actual Elizin. Okay. So, do we think that's Xenos? I don't know. Wait, I didn't ever think that was assumed to be Xenos. Uh, I, never, I have never read that thing. Well, because he had his sword, I thought that yeah. was the prevailing theory. I, I, he I had a katana. Yeah, like, I, uh, the way I think that it, it works is that Xenos is m- less of a person and more of an idea. He's whatever's caught, he's the spirit of whatever's caught in that blade. That, mm. but did it? But he killed that blade. Yeah, he, he, he got was the blade a swordsman first, through. and then he found a katana. And then he turned into a weeaboo. That's true. He was basically a weeb. He's like, katanas are cool. I'm going to use this. Katanas yeah. are. So I'm going to cool. use eight of them in a revolving thing on my waist. <sighs> yeah. I also mentioned that the you patch geeks are so gullible. The patch 4.44 story is the equivalent of the first episode of a new season for a TV series. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, the, I mean, the, we, yeah. Okay. we know, we know that, four, that uh, point 0.4 and point 0.5 are just going to be intros into 5.0. Yeah. We know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it's, or- just, it's not a good way it really to do it. storytelling. It was really, really bad when they did it in Heaven's Word. Yeah. It was so and bad. I, I, I'm of the opinion that most of Stormblood was below their normal caliber of storytelling. So That's a I'm, nice way to put it. I, I, it's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Um, but I, I don't hold out much hope that this transitional period is going to get better. There's no way. Nope. There's no way. 
Get the fuck out of here. Although it is pretty clear that they are steering us a hundred million percent towards Garlemald. Oh, yes. So even ignoring Absolutely. the fact that the, he spoiled 5.0 last fan fest. Yeah, he did. He's like, yeah, yeah. we'll probably go to Garlemald somewhere like 5.0. Uh, here's a few uh, etc. type stuff. Uh, they have organized a big surprise for the final chapter of the Omega Raid. Hol- holy shit. Holy shit. Hang on. No, no. Trodune, I love this theory in the in the chat. Trodune says that Xenos is using Harshifon as a corpse puppet. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. We need to exhume Harshifon's grave. Make sure he's not there. Make Make sure he's still there. Wow. Either way. I see Square Enix going that dark. Either way. I don't. We need to be able to check on our buddy with the hole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so the outfits for Lise, Yatsuyu, and Fordola, if you guys were hoping to get your hands on those, stop. won't be added anytime soon. Good. But, but when they I mean, are, you can bet they'll be in the cash, cash shop. shop. Oh, yeah. Well, of course they will, but I kind of feel like these outfits are actually way cooler than any of the other ones they put in the cash shop. So, like, why wouldn't they put these in there? Because it's not 5.0 yet. Yeah. Uh, Yoshida says he doesn't have a problem with nobody being in the 2.0 areas because he thinks new players prefer having their own brand new adventure. Stop it. Kidding. Obviously. Stop it. You're that such is... a liar, Yoshi. <laughs> You're such a liar. That's, that's, no, people that are starting a new game want to feel like they're alone yeah, in this game. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what they want. They want their RPG to feel empty. Is, has Yoshi P ever played an MMO in his life? Like honestly, just this one. on well, uh, no, uh, supposedly he played WoW. Okay, I don't know that I fucking believe that because any MMO player will tell you that that is the opposite of what you want. Unless this is Fallout seventy six, in which case <laughs> that makes perfect sense. What the fuck? I, I I can't I don't know what else to say, man. It's it's it he, it is what it is. He is what he is. Uh, I also said there's a possibility they will update the graphics engine, but that topic will only come up if they plan and manage to continue on for ten plus years. And, already at like eight, aren't they? And the uh, planned release date for the official smartphone app is in late July. I wonder. Yay. I wonder if they if they count the 1.0 years. I of course they not. Don't. No, because that that they had a graphical update after 1.0. True. So okay. They can't, okay. No. All right. I'm, that's that's fair. Is that's this game fair. gonna be around in ten years? No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, uh, if 11's still around, I, this one will be around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it'll be free to play at that point. All right, we don't have too much more to go, so I'm going I'm to try and uh, uh, rapid fire some of these. Uh, floor 1 through 30, as we know in Heaven on High, will be story portion, and the rest will be di- as, as difficult, Nika, as a high-end raid. They said the monsters inside Heaven on High do attacks, such as a single monster using a look-away mechanic from four directions, and looking at even one of them will be oh. instant death. That's new. Good. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, I'm they excited. Are, I'm excited for this now. They are apparently discussing changes to the roll action for patch 4.4. How about making it not suck? Yeah, there are apparently some people that feel like, you know, things like protect and whatnot, I have to have. So how is that even a choice? Um, Or Asuna? Yeah, the uh, Fenrir mount from FanFest and Mog Station will have a unique mechanic where no matter which zone you ride it in, it will always have a plus one speed boost when you're on the ground, which makes me think they're eventually going to make it fly. It, oh yeah, that's, uh, it already it's can. It's 100 percent confirmed that's gonna fall. Oh, oh, of course mother. it's going to. But like, yeah, you know, I, thought, in, I thought it already could. Oh yeah, it definitely all, can. But it's saying that already in some areas you have to like turn in seals to get the the speed bonuses for the old areas. It says this always has plus yeah, one yeah, speed it, it, even it, in oh, the okay. new areas. It has okay. an innate plus one speed bonus. It says as long as you finish the MSQ. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. oh, even 
applies to 5.0 areas and you have the boots from the start areas. oh jesus i have to have this thing yeah no this is this you know what, what? this this is the beginning of the pay to win now this is so pay to win this, yeah. this gives you, you know it is because they said especially oh with hunts and stuff they never wanted to do that yeah dude think about it like they they have to put this shit in the cash shop mm-hmm. yeah can you imagine the outcry if you couldn't like get this uh, through like paying uh, for the Twitch subscription for the FanFest like you could previously? This years? would be a great ultimate fight reward, though. Let me tell you that. I mean, well, it would be good. No, mo- it would be. It, it would be, be a, a motiv- reward that actually motivation. Yeah. Yeah, and actually that gives you a little bit of advantage, like a choke yeah. or some kind yeah. of mount that gives a little bit faster speed. That's way more legit Dude, than just a cosmetic that. mount. Dude, mm-hmm. have five, I didn't even squ- know that. I want Square that. Enix wastes so many opportunities oh to fix core problems with their game, and they do it most of the time, I've noticed, in favor of money. Bling, bling. Mm-hmm. Yep, because think about how many more people would want to raid Ultimate if that was the reward where they're like, no, let's just have people pay for it. And you know what? The more people that raid Ultimate... All those stupid fuckers have to go through the normal raid first. They do. Yeah. They get geared up for it. Yep. Yeah. Dang, Square Enix. What's wrong with you? You fucked up. Yeah. Uh, moving on to a few questions from the VGR interview with Yoshi P. Uh, I, I, I found this interesting and also telling. Uh, they asked what the team does when looking ahead to each new patch for 14. Yoshida stated that the first and foremost, the main story comes first. The team asks themselves, what do we want to do with that? Does it, though? And crafting the main story first allows the dev team to figure out where the player will be going, and that, in turn, affects the content that the other design teams create. According to him, the team plans like this at least two years in advance. Wow. Do ya? So they're already working on 6.0? Do you do you really? Maybe go back and and plug some plot holes in 5.0 first. Just saying. Stop what you're doing now and go back and redo 5.0. Yeah. Based you, you on what you learned from 4.0. You don't even have to redo it all. Just fix the problems that's in 5.0 because yeah. we know there's problems. Uh, he also noted that uh, they want as many to play as possible discu- discussions are still ongoing with all three publishers, Microsoft, Sony, and and Nintendo to see if the game can come to the Xbox One and Switch with crossplay with the PC and PS4 versions. Yoshida noted he hopes to announce something as soon as we can. I mean, unfortunately, here, if you have a PS4 account that <laughs> locks all of your items to the PS4, yeah, I think the biggest the biggest hurdle in that is is actually Sony allowing it to be cross-platform. I'm, I'm impressed that they allow it to be cross-platform with PC as it is. Yeah, it's always been that way since 11. Uh, yeah, but they... D- Not they, with other games, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. ESO is locked to the console that you're playing on. So... Really? Bethesda, I didn't know that. Bethesda wasn't able to even leverage that out of Sony. You but, know what I mean? But like, Square Enix has a long relationship they with have Sony. A lot, yeah, they have a lot of pull. And and I think that they would be the one, the one company... Right, that if if there was any chance of having one game be truly cross platform among, you know, Xbox, Sony, PC, and and I believe that the Switch could could handle it technically, um, it would be FF14. So I'm I mean, you know, if FF14 came to the Switch, I'd probably buy it for the Switch. 
I probably would too. I probably, and, it, probably. and I'd probably play it a little bit more. I don't know if I would or not. N- really? You'd buy it just out of a sense of obligation and then never kind play it? Of. And that's more to, <laughs> it's more to at least Ninten- you're honest. It's more to Nintendo than to Square Enix. I mean, it's, at least you're honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, someone, a question was also asked about the long-awaited Ishgard housing. It's not coming, guys. If they said if they add another housing ward, it will be Ishgard, but they'd rather just add more wards to what's already there because, you know, that's easier. Dor- I like Dormafield's uh, thought. Battle Royale FF14 coming soon. <laughs> I like you don't that. think you don't think that if there was like in 5.0, they're not. Well, no, if it's just Garlemel, I guess there wouldn't be housing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that that the FF14 development team hasn't tried to put something like a battle royale style game into oh, FF14. It's coming. Except you're going to be able to do it with minions. Oh. I mean, we had the Nodem. I feel like they could turn that into a multiplayer somehow. Well, you know, we've already got actually. I mean, it's I not- mean, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's what it, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like they tried to do the MOBA thing a little bit. Think about it. It wouldn't be that hard to like drop in somewhere. You have no equipment, and when you open random chests, you get a piece of gear. Maybe it's a white. Maybe it's a purple. Do we have purples anymore? I don't. I don't. I don't no, we don't have colors anymore. No. Yeah, we do. We have blues. Drop in with yeah, the, yeah, blue, drop, green, pink. But yeah, you go around, you find a player, hopefully you kill him. Maybe you don't. You the don't. only the only thing you get to define is your class, right? I don't know. Because, no because, because here's the thing. I feel like that, that certain classes are automatically going to be like gimped compared to other ones. I think you drop in as just a level whatever, and when you open a chest, it grants you a class. No, oh, well, I don't know. That, a, I don't, ability. I don't know that, that te- that's technically possible because no, probably it's probably not. Definitely. No, no, no. I'm just possible. saying with the with the game that we currently have, you can't not have a weapon right like you can't have an undefined class yeah so, so sad it, it would be i mean they Maybe would we could create a class that's undefined <laughs> onion knight you there drop you in as an onion knight or oh. you drop, you drop in as a freelancer and when you find a weapon then you can have that's, that class there you go or when you find another weapon change your class Square Enix, we're, hire doing, us. we're doing your job we're for so you. smart and you guys are so dumb but nah nobody go <laughs> you know what nobody goes to sea of clouds anymore that's a fairly big zone why don't you do it there Start people in random or diadem in random play or diadem. <laughs> that's not that a, a much that's, not a ter- that's actually not a terrible suggestion. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like like a battle royale style PvP. That's not the worst thing I've ever heard of. I mean, you, could, you don't even have to do 100 players. You could do 50 players. Yeah, you know, this could give their game an entirely third new life. <laughs> I mean, it sounds stupid, but I would actually fucking play that. All right, it sounds stupid, but if you would have pitched me <laughs> Fortnite before Fortnite did what it was, I'd have told you Fair. that sounds stupid. Fair. And you know what? This might actually capture new players, Square Enix. Oh, you might want to ride on that battle royale battle wagon. Well, what's that, what's that medieval themed uh, realm royale? What realm royale? Yeah. Right, exactly. So, I mean, and they're so lazy. They're putting gun. They're just straight up like. Yeah, it's medieval with guns. We don't we don't care. <laughs> yeah. We don't give a shit. Um uh someone... but it would just be an interesting way to present PvP, right? A new and exciting way to present PvP. Yeah, Kinda? Yeah, very different than what as cliched and stupid as it sounds, I can't believe that I'm advocating for it, but yeah, I would play that. And based yeah. on his experiences with PUBG, no matter how much he hated it, he would still I keep would playing still it. play it. Yeah. 
And knowing Square Enix, they would incentivize losing because everyone needs a fucking participation trophy. <laughs> so I best wouldn't lose. Bo- best would, of both worlds. I wouldn't lose out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone also asked about uh, Elfinode and Urianje's carbuncles and if they could get them on their summoners. And no, he said, go to fucking God hell. Damn it. He said, no, those are unique to those characters. And if other people had them, those characters wouldn't be unique anymore. And when asked about new fairies, Yoshi said, a fairy's a fairy. I wouldn't even know what to do with a new fairy. So he was very dismissive about it. It was great. All Summoners right. are stupid. Yeah. Fairy um, enough. A fairy is for a scholar. Whatever. And then the uh, the <laughs> the last little bit that I managed to pull out of this Twinfinite interview, because a lot of this information all overlapped. And by the time I got to the end, like I was just all looking the same, but I did pull a few nuggets here. Um, apparently, someone at Ubisoft actually finished the leave achievements. What? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Shut nope. up. Nope. Wait, yeah. what the, what's the hardest yeah, leave yeah. achievement to get? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few of them. Some of them are like, you know, earn this much money through leaves, you know, Honest blah, blah, blah. Gillionaire. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, stuff like that. Apparently, someone asked a question about, like, like those achievements are really hard to get. Is there any way that you can make it so that we can, like, purchase leaves so that we're not restricted to, like, you know, only, what is it, like, three, three, a, three a day or three six a day, day or something? Or something. And, and they gave some bullshit answer, and they're like, you know, look, you know, people who really, like, do that, who really put their, you know, their mind to it, like, that's a big achievement for them. And they we, don't I, want it to be easy. Yeah, and we actually know a guy from Ubisoft who's been working on those, and he actually just recently finished it and called us up and said, I want to fucking kill you guys for making me do that. (laughs) (laughs) But they shouldn't shouldn't move those goalposts. Yeah, yeah. Because it kept that guy playing. Listen, it might be preying on somebody's OCD. I'm not going to deny that, but at least, like, I don't know. It's it's in it the game, right? You know what's like preying on mine now is that new one that pops up that says achievements you're oh, really close to getting. Oh, my like, God, so Nika, stop it. Yeah, and then, I've never even paid attention to what those are. I just dismissed no, not, the no, no, window no, not, instantly. Not the ones that pop up that say the ones in this area, but if you open your achievement, it actually says achievements that you're, like, one or two points off from getting, and I was oh, like, fuck. fuck I'm so close to getting these. I need to go get them yeah. now. And then uh, lastly, of course, they they also uh, confirmed, duh, that uh, they will keep adding classic FF11 equipment to Eureka, but they would not say what it is. Part of the uh, surprise is being able to oh, explore I think that's and I mean, what's left? Well, we know we're getting the O-Hat. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You could do Riddle. You can easily do the what? Yeah, a lot yeah, of the weapons. Red, I really want my Hubbergian. Uh, leaping boots at some I think, point. I, Nika, boots, I'm okay. with I'm with you. Like a, either a Hubbergian or Hubbrick. Like Hubbrick, yeah. Yeah, if they the could. shitty you, kind of equipment. Like nah. you could diet, you know? Wallera turban, come on. But the thing is, is that, okay. Yeah, what I would, be a turban. The thing is, is we, do, we cannot dye the stuff that's in there right now. Like I really want to dye my scorpion harness blue, but they no. won't let me. No. Good. What? You can't dye a scorpion harness, Nika. What the Why fuck do you think? Because it's a scorpion harness. It's red and ugly. Yeah. How dare if, you. Nika, if you want to do something classy with your scorpion harness, you dat mod it like I did. Yeah. Nor- oh, Narisha. Narishma, Westgate would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Westgate yep. would be mm-hmm. fucking Westgate awesome. Westgate is really cool. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Westgate is basket. A berserker in the chat, by the way, saying that he's an honest gillionaire. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Why? Wait, wh- we also need a more legit. Ah, um, uh, the aristocrat only, set, the crimson tunic. Yeah, there's only yeah. a couple Hubbard or not. Uh, 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 fucking goddamn it! Kieran's Osode, Bergadine. Yeah, assault see, they, jerkin. They missed opportunity. With oh, all of the assault jerkin. Oh, that thing was hideous. <laughs> it really was. Ocotes. <laughs> Those were a thing. What? What? Uh, 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 the end feet that Nika never got. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did get them. God damn it! 
Sure, sure you did, Nika. In your I heart. Did. In your heart, I'm sure you did. Nika, look, we, we all got them for you. you. Look, whenever you helped kill Kieran and they went to somebody else, those were technically your end feet because you helped. <laughs> That's right. No, I did get They're them. They're everyone's end feet. Last call for calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Are you a member of Elysium that wants to defend yourself? Do you want to talk about any of these interviews? Oh, Whatever you want way. to talk about. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. At the end of the uh, happy interview, Yoship does say, pass our congratulations on to Elysium. Mm. But it wasn't Elysium that was mm. that was world first it was entropy which is former members of elysium and some other new people yeah right. but he, just just the fact that not 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 for like world first necessarily just, just say it, just, yeah, yeah just yeah yeah hey those people that we warned but didn't actually warn tell them we said congratulations well, this right after that was before that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah well i mean it is it is pretty important to get the the events the in timing order. right yeah, 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 fair right. fair uh omega weltall says why do people want 11 gear ff11's gear looked ugly i mean yeah, yeah but that's, it's, that's, that's the, the point though it's the power of nostalgia exactly man. yeah it was it was ugly but it was awesomely ugly it was our ugly that's right <laughs> we were able to own it our ugly. no we need more true sublogars Oh God! Stop it, Nika. Why? Okay, so so Just, so Nika wants the uh, what was the uh, the subligar with the haste on it from the uh, aquarium? Oh, I remember uh, what you're talking about. Terrible. The speed was it? The speed? No, not not speed. No, belt. that was the belt. Um, yeah, no, it, but it was. Uh, I, I I know what you're gosh, talking about, but either. it was definitely a cock sock Swi- was for it sure. Swift? But no, no, no. That's just. Speed that's, belt an, again. that's the yeah. s- stupider speed belt. Somebody, I just feel it. like there's only like two subligars in this game, and I feel like if we had a real FF11 looking subligar, it'd be see. Fun. L- Lloyd has it. They may have been ugly, but the stats were fucking beautiful. <laughs> that's true, and that's why we wore them. That's all that mattered. Yeah. I just I do think though that if, that all of these gear should be dyeable because like Anira said, oh if we can have a Hulberg, we can die. Yeah, we won't be able to die it. Are you kidding? No, but I mean, like if they put the fucking blue one, the adamantine Hobrick in the game, I would be pissed. That thing was hideous. You got, you, you, dude. You wear an, you wore an O hat. I you know. don't get to talk I'm ex- about hideous. I'm, I'm ecstatic to be wearing an O hat again. I, I, see, I would be so conflicted if I was you because now people are going to see your real face. Yeah, it's sad. So what are you talking about? I'm glamoring the O hat onto my head. I'll always have the the actual the, the Odin the yeah. Odin helm. Yeah, it'll but, always be there. So you'll just glamour the O hat into the. He's Odin gonna have helm. to dat mod. Yeah. Have to, you know, if, that one affects if, someone, if someone made you a dat mod, seriously though, of like like the Odin helm with, with just the O hat, with on. the O hat in between your giant spiky thing, yeah, with the spikes busting out of the top of the O hat. Someone, Are someone you kidding me? We could probably get someone to draw that. I easily. would wear that in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> we need someone to dat mod it. Yeah, and then hack into the Square Enix servers and dat mod it for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> lols. That would be awesome though. Ugh. All right. Well, I think that's it for. Uh, we have Little one Break more Radio. caller. Well, oh, we, well, do. we do. Yeah, oh, we, we do. Yeah, we do. All right. Well, Nutella Waffles is calling in. Uh, what's going on, Nutella? It's going good. How about yourselves? Good. What's going on? I'm going to attempt to defend Elysium uh, cell running because this has been going on in the game for a while, and I don't condone their prices so much that I saw, but I do condone the effort because there's people out there like working two, maybe even three jobs, they don't have the time to actually be at that level, but they want to get their clear. They want to put some 
effort in and they want to but that's the same dude that's the same justification that people used to use for buying in-game uh gill or currency right it, it was oh well my but my job i work so much and i'm so busy i don't have the time to farm gill myself so i've got real money and why couldn't i just pay somebody else to farm it up because it's cheating that's why because it's you know and i hate to be so strict about it but if this game means that much to you that you can't actually put in the work to clear the content yourself then you know what you're either not playing the right game or you're playing this game for the exact wrong fucking reasons i mean that's a that's a good point and i honestly think cell runs for like say in-game items like i know like crafters hey i'll craft you the gear can you help me get my clear when that's you get it that's totally yeah, different. if you're trading fair, in-game stuff yeah, for in-game it. stuff that's economy right yeah th- and that makes sense but you know the minute that you start introducing the outside element which is real money into a digital economy it becomes very disruptive and it becomes very very toxic economic to the community and and i think that that's that's a fairly big problem and now you know especially because this is now playing out in the public and it's playing out before everyone square enix has a legitimate pr problem on their hands now where they have to decide okay which area of my game do i meaningfully need to support in this and if it's the cheaters then square enix has fallen farther than I could have even imagined they would have from the times where they were strictly enforcing their RMT code over on FF11. You know, for all fine, whatever the the uh, the Twitter nude mods thing might not be accurate. That's fine if it's not. But Square Enix has had a traditionally heavy hand when dealing with cheaters and RMTs in their video games. And I would like to see that continue. I don't want to see that stop with FF14 just because they figured out that they can push the cash button and get money out of it. That's annoying to me. And it says that they don't actually care about the community that they're building. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, and I'm not going to say what Elysium's doing is right or wrong. I just, like I said, I came in, I'm on attempt, and I personally wouldn't do a cell run, even if I was top 1% of fucking flogs. If I'm going to do a cell run, it's I need fucking potions and food for raiding. Yeah. <laughs> that shit, that's worth more to me right now than anything. Um, way, way back in the day, I used to do cell runs for Gil only. I, I don't know. No, I mean, but and, and again, Nika, that's fine because you're providing an in-game service yeah. for in-game money. I mean, you're basically being a mercenary at that point, right? And there's there's nothing wrong with that. If people if they were taking gill, I mean, you know, like I I think that that would be more arguable. But they're cutting out the middleman and saying, "Nah, just PayPal it to me, Venmo it, Venmo it, bro." You know, like yeah, and and I'm not that saying sucks. And and obviously for some people, the idea of of even paying Gil for an in-game run and you not actually you know putting in any effort, you're being carried through something. Right? Sure. That that's a whole. That, that's that, a whole separate it's, thing. It's a different discussion because at least the person has put in the initial time to get the Gil. Right? Like maybe they bought the Gil. Fine. I don't know who's selling it these days anyway. But like there is a there is an argument that okay, well that just encourages people to go buy more Gil. And that is actually true, but that also gives you another point to which you could ban them. That gives them that gives you another strike against the terms of service that you have now, you know, committed and gives Square Enix more recourse to terminate the account. Make it hard for them. Don't make it easy for them. 
I mean, the fact that this shit exists in a Discord channel is is pretty ridiculous. You know, like but, they didn't have to try very hard to even to even out the practice. It was kind of like like everyone has mentioned. We all kind of knew it was happening, but to see the prices sat before you and you go fucking fourteen hundred dollars are you shitting me a down payment on a mid-level car are you kidding and that's the that's the thing that make people that make people react and square enix not do it's basically sitting on their hands and just posting something to the website i'm telling you right now as a fan from 1.0 not good enough not good enough for me. I think Square Enix is kind of in a difficult situation because, as you said, it was on Discord. I don't know if they can actually. I would yes, love to they see you like can. I, they can. Yeah. They can. They, they can, can do whatever they, they, they want. I think that also opens up a lot of situations they don't want to have to deal with. With oh, this person in this game harassed me on. You know, this character harassed me on Twitter. You know, you need to ban them. That's honestly going to increase the workload. I can see it opening up a door for more issues. And I agree, something does need to be done. This is getting a little bit ridiculous with asking for money. But I do think that if they open up that door of, we're going to start banning for things happening outside of our servers, outside of our area of responsibility, outside of our jurisdiction. Okay, but it's think- it's it's not happening outside of their area because that, right. that selling is still taking place in the game now now you're right they're, if, I mean, if they, they did use, this if dude, they had using, mentioned they're if they're using the fucking party finder to direct people to a discord square enix has full recourse to enter that discord and figure out where they're directing people through their game and to to, to, to your point caller if someone did decide well okay now that they're using third-party evidence i'm going to start reporting all this harassment on twitter i would far prefer that to happen than them looking at this and going now we're not going to touch it because our one percent is protected also apparently now what this says is that advertisements are fine through party finder so we're gonna just have a permanent limit break radio advertising party finder on sergeant tannis <laughs> all the time and i guarantee you that if we did that we would get banned for abusing the party finder i remember Garen people fucking tea i remember around a year maybe two years ago there were a bunch of streamers just getting to ff that were uh, advertising their twitch channel in like like a, a shout and like in town and stuff guess what they got shut down yeah that that they practice stopped yeah exactly so the fact that square enix is like oh well there's nothing that we could have done they are using your game to market their service they are using your services to be able to make money now does that make does that put square enix in a position to act i think definitively yes and that, that, I mean, that's that's really that's really the the summation of of uh, you know of my stance on it. I just think that Square Enix needs to do something more than post about it on their on the lodestone. And I agree. I just put like I said my personal thoughts that if they do open it up, they don't want to have to deal with that bullshit of all these things coming in. Does it open it up? Absolutely. Uh, I think hey, it. I think it I opens think up even more bullshit better. for them. I think it would make the community better because, you know, let's say, you know, we have another a Nero did 1600 DPS on Twitter again, but they did it to a new player. And, you know, our um, where it happened. I remember reading once where this uh, one girl was getting harassed so bad she almost committed suicide because of what was going on outside 
from in the game going on outside into the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would love to see Square Enix take a stronger stance. I just don't think they want to pay for it is the problem. Well, they're making enough money off of our subscriptions where this should be a service that they offer to their community. And if it bothers you, the only way to send a message, and this is just the unfortunate truth, is that you have to rescind your support. That's the only thing that sends a fucking message. I mean, I don't want to encourage people to cancel their subs. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying if it bothers you and you wanted to send a message, that's the only way to send it. Barking about it on Limit Break Radio is not going to get it done. I promise you. We do that every single week. I wish it would. I wish it would get more things done. And I think that this is a big issue that they can't just sweep under the rug, and they'd like to. And the fact that most outlets that talk about FF14 content are not talking about this issue, I think that that sends a message to Square Enix that says, this is fine. This is acceptable within our community. I can't send that same message. So, you know, for what for what it's worth, that's, uh, you know, that's part of the reason that we're talking about it today. But, you know, how do you really send a message to Square Enix? You take your fucking money away from them. You let them take another hit on the subs. And and unfortunately, decisions like this bleed the middle. And it puts a wider gulf between the end game players and your regular populace, of which we've already identified there is a sizable gulf that exists already. And it's unfortunate because Square Enix will go to the lengths to alter content that is otherwise fun in their game, like Steps of Faith, and tune it down and make it dumb and make it easy and make it passable, all in the spirit of making that gulf a little less wider and then they go and they make a decision like this where they don't do anything because believe me inaction is a decision so they make a decision like this and it just bleeds more people from the middle fine but that shows you who square enix cares about they care about the influencers. They care about the top 1% of their game. They care about the people who haven't even purchased this game yet. But the bulk of the people who pay $12.99 or $14.99 a month to be able to access Aorzia, you're just a number at that point. You're not going to get a special thanks, thank you from Yoshi P. You're just not. I mean, everyone in general will, but no one's going to say in an interview, oh, hey, uh, you know, tell Scrow I said, what up? It's not going to happen. And that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. I think that Square Enix is making a series of very bad decisions by just choosing to sit on their hands on this one. Nutella, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. I think that we have run thoroughly over time today, but we appreciate all your calls. Uh, clearly, this, this is a topic that means a lot to you guys because, you know, we we just planned on spending 10 minutes on it in the in the opening and, and all of all. On. Yeah, all of our calls have been ratcheting us back to the Elysium topic. And I think that that's good because I think that this is a topic that needs discussion. It needs a forum for people to be able to talk about their feelings about this shit. Because God knows you can't go to Reddit and talk about this. You can't go to the official forums and talk about this. Because chances are you're going to be banned from either place you go. 
to talk about this issue. So, you know, at least we're not going to ban you. For that. Yeah, not for that, at least. No, we don't really ban, honestly. Not really. No. Not a lot. You have to be really, really bad. Yeah. At life. Yeah, it's sort of like it, like bad troll. Like, like if you can identify a troll attempting and go, oh, this is really not working for you, that's usually then, worthy of a ban. And then after that, let's say like 10, 15 times of bad troll. You, you have to get just annoying about it. Yeah, know? yeah. Anyway, all right, well, that's going to be it for Limit Break Radio this week. Appreciate all of your calls and uh, all of your thoughts on the Elysium issue, uh, as well as uh, all of you hanging out in our Twitch chat. All 112 of you appreciate having you along this afternoon for Limit Break Radio. Stay tuned, because we're going to be sending a host out to Checkpoint Radio. You can uh, check out our most recent episode. That's going to start over at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Radio. Make sure you're following and that you join us on Wednesdays for live episodes of that show. We're going to be taking your calls starting, I think, maybe this week. I think. On Checkpoint? On Checkpoint. Ooh, exciting. So be ready for that. Uh, again, join us Wednesdays uh, around 5 o'clock for live episodes of Checkpoint Radio. The, again, that's twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Radio. Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio to support the show, and we hope that you would. Um, and again, thank you guys for uh, for hanging out, for hanging out in our, uh, our freshly redesigned studios, um, and uh, for hanging out with us on Sundays. And also, thank you for allowing us to have a week off. That was also uh, incredibly uh, helpful, considering that we were still on the mend and recovering from E3. That was quite a trip. Um, if you want to hear more about it, we're going to be talking about it over at Checkpoint Radio Again, you can find all of that material at CheckpointRadio.com or just uh, stay tuned. The host will go out to uh, the Checkpoint Radio chat in uh, in just a minute. So, guys, thank you so much for hanging out for Limit Break Radio. We appreciate having you along as always. LimitBreakRadio.com for the full podcast, a full archive of our podcast, and much, much more. Again, LimitBreakRadio.com. I want to thank my co-hosts, Kahlo, Juxta and Nika. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, Final Fantasy XIV, and Aorzia are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Fersh, Tulane Vieira, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.